0: her the uh... whiskey bros, your source
1: for whiskey, wine, and everything fine. It's it Gin Rob. <laughs> that
0: was Gin Rob? Yeah, that's awesome. We love Gin Rob. She's as sexy as her voice, and her food's that good too. Yes! You know, her business is Kinnapella's Kitchen. Kinnapella's Kitchen, look them up. We, uh, we eat a lot of stuff from there. Man, I have an easy time like supporting her and her operation as well, because her stuff is just so healthy. Yeah, it really
1: is. And it tastes good. Yeah. So, we'll continue to It's like we her. could
0: all go on a 30-day binge of Kinnapella's. <laughs> we would be healthier for it.
1: Well, you know, as a single man, before I got married and had kids, I, did, I was just like the lone single serving now i've discovered like the brilliance of the family pack oh yeah
0: so you live on a family pack for like two to three days i mean i
1: love leftovers so yeah all right digressing from that welcome back to the show whiskey bros around the table uh nice cold frigid day we have going on oh my
0: gosh it's stupid out there
1: but uh on this one we've got our special guest eddie allen uh a city councilman from uh from decatur And hopefully we can say that right It's city councilman It's not city council person Is it these days? I think I'm a city councilman (laughs) Okay
2: Uh, I I struggle
1: with
3: that at times Uh, I've been at the firehouse And I say fireman And then I'm looking around And I was
0: like (laughs) Okay.
3: Yeah, and they're like firefighter, and I was like, okay, thank you.
2: <laughs>
0: hey, I'm I'm all in support of fire women.
3: Well, you know, we strive to be yeah. politically correct here at this show. So. It may do, council we? Person. I mean, do we? I mean, do I think you're a council person is okay. is the way it's actually because uh, yeah, our council is about fifty fifty. Yeah, we have uh, three women, three men on the council,
1: and well, then I would just call them council woman. Yeah, council That'll lady. Come. They may do. Now, now we've got to have a council lady on to see if they would appreciate that. Well, yeah. I don't uh,
0: know. Do you change like the whole vernacular to account for that? Is it just a councilman?
1: I don't know. We'll ask our guest next week yeah. and see what she thinks. She, she might have some input. But uh, hey, welcome to the show, Eddie. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. We've been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, just Man, the, no
0: joke. Yeah, get the ball I r-
1: rolling. Um, I, I see some things here with spots. Some white boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um,
3: when Heath gave me a call, and, and I'm a procrastinator, and this is my wife. She calls me, and she sends me a picture. And she goes, what do you think? And I was like, this is a brilliant idea. Yeah. This, uh, and this is the greatness of the internet and Facebook. Okay. And finding things. Oh, man, and, I'm excited. And, and, and being able to get things done that, you know, years ago, it'd it, like, this takes six months to get done.
0: Oh, what? check, that, check out. that out. Holy crap. Yeah, there you go. In Look front at of that. the camera. Wow. Holy cow. Thank you all. Hey, you're That's welcome. That's awesome. Man. Okay. That's so, freaking awesome. So she stole your Thank logo you. off
3: Facebook, and uh, we were able to send it to this company, and they are able to push out these glasses for us.
0: Man, that's, that's
1: pretty cool. special, man. I'm starting to feel like a celebrity. In I my, know. Like, we, that's, we, that's not our goal. We,
0: we live in a special <laughs> world and, and we love our guests. So,
1: yeah, we really do. This is, this is about yeah. you, not us, but, <laughs> well, but thank
0: you.
3: Well, you're welcome. It's kind of like you were asking. It's like, do you, did you listen to the last three podcasts? And I was like, yeah, I listened to every bit of it. And, uh, you know, I was telling Heath, I said, you know, I think JD's to me was very educational. Yeah. Yeah. Of a lot of what, it is really in the legal side of it and the constitutional side of it. Right. And, and then Kevin's kind of on the flip side was like, wow, I didn't know we did that.
4: Yeah, not no true. joke.
3: I didn't know about all the dams that had to be maintained in the county.
1: And I didn't know about this. and mm-hmm. A lot of water coming through here that people don't think about. But that's the purpose, right? Like you shouldn't have to think about it. You have people put in place right. that are, you know, not – jerks that are taking care <laughs> of business. So yeah. you don't have to think about it. So you don't have to worry about, hmm, Will my family get washed away by a flood. If it rains too much.
0: Yeah. Am I, am I going to be able to make it to work because the roads are kept up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes.
1: Ooh, we are going to talk about
0: some roads, some, some infrastructure,
1: <laughs> the non, the non sexy stuff. That's of right. Being an elected official.
0: But I, I would say like there's, I've learned that there's so much we take for granted. Oh, definitely. right! With yeah. JD Clark, with Kevin, uh, with Stucky. So you know, if anything, there's there's a resounding theme to this segment, and
1: uh, that people, yeah, that kind of go unnoticed. There, nobody we've had on so far has been really braggadocious. It's been right, very, very.
0: You just humble. said braggadocious. Yeah.
3: Well, and I'll brag for them. JD does more than he has to. Right. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. on a lot more committees. He spends a lot more time at doing things for our county than most people would ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And and if you go talk to leaders of other counties, they will tell you what a star JD is. Yeah. And how we're lucky to have him. Yeah. And, and then I think Kevin's that guy that he's just the constant that we always know is going to be there. Yeah. And and it's kind of funny that, you know, listening to Lynn, he's like, everybody's like, well, you gotta talk to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin introduce you to everybody. And uh And he is, he's that guy that, you know, he's been there for 21 years and you know, he's going to be there and he's going to get things taken care of. And he's that guy that does more than he has to.
4: Right.
0: You know, know, and, and, and then of all those guys, you know, whenever I reflect on like the two positions that I would like shudder in my pants, as far as like running for, it's got to be city council or school board. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so you're, you're our first, like, you know, guy that stuck it out with city council.
1: Yeah. You're, you're not a, you're I, not a, a, an elected official flying solo. You are a part of a body of something, a board, um, or a council.
3: <laughs> well, and I'm also pretty much the only out of the previous ones, the only unpaid or very little valid. paid. Okay. Or very valid. little paid. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Because the way I set mine up is everything is just, I get a zero. Yeah. Because we donate it to parks or donate to right. this. And the first couple of years, I would get, you know, your W 2 at the end of the year and you made $800 and you paid no FICA on it. And as you're typing it into your taxes, you're <laughs> like, well, there's $400 I owe <laughs> <laughs> for, for a check that I never noticed that I got. Yeah. So
0: you literally have to give it away so you don't get charged for. Getting that money.
3: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of nuts. It's one of those that you're like, I I don't want to check.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, just because I don't want to deal with it at the end of the year. Yes. It
3: it messed up my taxes two years in a row. And I was like, just make this zero. Yeah.
0: So, so you have to do what you do out of the love of your heart, love and passion. Yeah.
3: And concern that there's, it starts with concern and you do, you either love it or you don't. Yeah. And, um, my wife works for a city, and when I decided to run for this, she looked at me like I was crazy because she deals with it Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: And she was like, I don't want you to bring this home because I know how you are. You're going to bring it home every night. <laughs> and you can put as much or as little into this as you want. You can show up every other, you know, two Mondays a month, spend 30 minutes to two hours, walk out, at say yay or nay, yeah. and never see it again. Or you can spend 10 to 15 hours of a week on it. And Mm -hmm. it just depends on who you want to be. Yeah. And, um, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. There's some weeks that we spend 20 hours on it. Then there's some weeks that you don't even see it. You show up and it's a simple week, but
0: you got to do your homework.
3: There's a lot lot of of these things. There's a lot of homework to do. And, um, you get packets in the, luckily we now get packets on Wednesday. Uh huh. We used to get them on Friday and then we'd have council on Monday you had in forty eight hours. Yeah, and, oh, and you know one of those is your family day, and this, so you, it's hard to get out and go. I need to drive around town and look at this lot and look at this house. And, yeah, and uh, now we get them on Wednesday, and that's a lot of that's to our new city manager, Nate Morrow. Yeah, okay. it makes life a lot easier because we can then touch back and go, "What is this? Yeah, why is this here? Or if I ask for something to be on the agenda, and you're like, that that's not what I asked for, and in previous years. Mm -hmm. You get it at six o'clock on a Friday and everybody's gone from city hall and it can't be amended because it's got to be put out there for so long. And so now things aren't what you wanted. Wow. And, uh, it's, we're in a great place right now in the city of Decatur.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. So we go into that because that like, you can't say a statement like that and just like leave it lie.
3: Well, it's, if you look at sales tax receipts for the county, and you look at the city of Decatur compared to everybody else. Yeah, you had everybody else's sales tax up, and it just about equals ours.
4: Hmm. Okay,
3: and we have been growing consistently over the last five or six years, about eight and a half to nine percent a year.
0: That's not that. That's, that's significant.
3: A, that's a, that is a significant number it, it, if you yeah. think about it. It's a big number, and you know you look at some of these other communities, and Bridgeport's gone flat in the last year hmm They've had some negative months. We've been very lucky. We haven't done that. We've had some lower months. Yeah. But, you know, I tell people all the time, people aren't moving to Wise County because it's cheap.
0: Right. I would agree with that.
3: If so, they want to move here, it's a good way of life. And they get here, and they're paying, they're paying a little more for a home. They're paying a lot more for property. And in turn, that person probably has a little more disposable income. Mm-hmm than some of the people that have lived here all their life.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. that they, have lived in that same house. And well, that person that's moving here and buying that $600,000 homes, buying a new lawnmower, buying a new this, buying everything new, and it just continually drives that sales tax. Right. And uh, several years back when the state changed it, where where it's sold gets the money. So
2: mm-hmm.
3: it, it's helped us tremendously, you know, especially through COVID when everybody's shopping online. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You're shopping at Dick's. In Fort Worth, but it's really right here, so we're getting that sales tax dollar. It makes wow. a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So the warehouse, wherever, is not getting that dollar anymore.
0: So that's interesting. So I didn't know that. Is, so basically, where you buy it from matters.
3: The zip code where, you put, where it gets shipped to yeah. is
1: the most important thing now. Wow. How do they regulate that, though? It's got to be complicated. How do they disperse you know the sales tax payments to that appropriate zip code, Texas State Comptroller. Uh huh.
3: And it is actually up to the seller to send the money in and send it in correctly. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so if a business is outside the city limits, they send the money in. Yeah. At a six point seven five. If you're inside the city limits, it gets sent in. I believe at an eight and a quarter. Okay. And um, but it all goes to the state comptroller, and then they turn around and they send you your check.
1: And it takes about three months to get your money. That's relatively new, though, because in the past, I don't know how many years ago, like, you know, when Amazon was really getting big, like, I can buy stuff on Amazon and not have to pay sales tax, depending on where it was distributed. Yeah, no longer. You got to pay tax. But that's all changed because they were taking away from local places. Mom and pop, you know, brick-and-mortar stores, weren't getting sales tax, and the city wasn't collecting sales tax because people weren't shopping local. Right. I mean, even if you're shopping
3: Walmart, you're still at least collecting that sales tax. Yeah. And it helps the city. It helps the county. Yeah. It helps everybody. And you're right. People used to buy Amazon, and you would look at it and say, well, shipping out of Michigan.
1: I don't pay sales tax. In Michigan, yeah. That's crazy. I get The logistics have to be insanely complicated. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. You get that done through the comptroller and then to your local county and city. Well, as a retailer, it's your responsibility to be an expert at sales tax. Yeah, I'd yeah. imagine so. So you, uh, okay, Let's. this is a good place to back it up a little bit and talk about your history and, and uh, your background and uh, roll into the the city council role. But tell us a little bit about yourself um, coming up and, and what you do for a paycheck.
3: <laughs> well, um, I've always lived in a small town. I grew up in Bowie. Okay. My wife, I met my wife in high school there. My son always says, you know, not everybody meets their soulmate in their high school, you know, hallways. And I started dating her when I was a junior in high school and- we got married when I was 23 years old, and we just had a 30 year anniversary. And nice. congratulations! Blessed to have an incredible woman in my wife, my life, and um, we made it 23 miles south,
1: <laughs> all, all, all the way to Decatur. World traveler.
3: <laughs> and uh, it was funny because when we grew up, Decatur was like our rival. We, mm, especially yeah. in basketball, it was just a feud. And now there's a lot of people from Bowie that live in Decatur. Mm-hmm. And uh, for years, I drove to the Metroplex and I worked worked at Home Depot for 12 plus years. Previous to that, I had a lawn care company and Chris Fernahue worked for me mm-hmm. at that point in time. And he had started his own and he came to me one day and he's like, you want to sell? And I was like,
2: hmm.
3: hmm. Never thought of it. And I was like, I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. And uh, I went to work for, and so I sold my company to him yeah. and I went to work for Home Depot. As just something to do, yeah. And I started working in garden because that's what I knew. And three months later, I was a garden department head. And six months later, I was an assistant manager. You know, two years later, I'm running my own store, and uh, I worked there for twelve years and loved a lot of it, and it afforded me more than I could ever think. Yeah. But that at one point in time, you you don't realize that you're done until certain things happen. And uh, Chris called me one day and he goes, I know you hate your job.
4: Wow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah,
3: just like that. Huh? And, uh, and I don't know if I've always been that person that goes on vacation in the last two or three days. I'm like, I'm ready to get back to work. Yeah. I need to get back yeah. to work and get my life going back in normal ways. I
0: am exactly that person.
3: And I came back from a vacation and a guy that had worked with me for 12 years looked at me and he goes, you're angry. Wow. And, and I was like. You know what? I am. Yeah.
0: I don't want to be yeah. here. It's like yeah. you, you, you didn't really even see it in yourself. You, you're just going with the grind.
3: Yes. And, right? uh, and being a manager at Home Depot, you work 70 to 80 hours a week.
0: Yeah. That's way too much, by the way. That's
3: insane. It, yeah. It, it was, you know, Mondays were from 4 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night, every Monday. And,
0: and then you have the, the Mondays on Sunday. Yes. You know, just anticipating the Monday.
3: It you And it, it got to the point that, you know, you scheduled yourself a 12-hour day, five work days. You yeah. never worked 12. You always worked five and a half or six. Yeah. And at one point, I decided I was working five, and one of my bosses looked at me and was like, so are you not dedicated anymore? <laughs> and I was like, I worked 72 hours last week. I feel pretty dedicated. Now, what do you want from me? And um, Chris and I started talking, and he's like, I my wife gone to work for the city of Weatherford and it was kind of a life changing financial that when she went over there and um, she was like, you know what? I can be the one that makes the big, you can make them. Okay. And Chris had talked to me and I called him. He's like, I can't pay you half of what you make, but you'll be home every night with Diane and Clark and you'll be happy (laughs) and I was talking to him about it, and I walk and I talked to my wife, and I walked into my store, and that guy that told me that I was angry, he's like, "Eddie, you look happy."
0: Oh, I was dang. like,
3: "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> this guy is very it's like
0: this could be out of a movie. Was,
3: like, was very I just, involved with you, though. <laughs> well, I had worked with him for twelve plus years, okay, and um, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, There's your sign, and I did. And that that Friday, my wife wrote me a beautiful resignation letter. And, um, I called my boss Well, well four o'clock in the morning, I emailed everything in and like your typical corporate is at noon, you'd still got nothing back. Mm-hmm. And my loss prevention manager came up to me and he goes, so were you not going to tell me? And I was like, tell you what? Nobody knows anything. And he's like, Oh no, they called me and said, you're, you're putting your two weeks. Oh dang. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, and they can't call <laughs> me. So I called my wife back and I said, I need you to revise it to immediate. Wow. And uh, when one of my assistant managers walked through the door, I handed him my my store phone, credit card, keys, took out my personal phone, took a picture of it, (laughs) sent it to my district manager, gave the guy a hug and a shake, and I was like, if you ever need help, let me know. Yeah. And that was the last day I worked at Home Depot. I
0: wow, just walked out.
3: And uh, someone's like, oh, you left. And I was like, no, legally I gave notice. Not giving notice is when you just don't ever show up again. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, people struggle with the fact that, hey, today's my last day. That is notice. Yeah. And uh, never look back. And I still have a handful of great friends there that would do anything in the world for me. But almost no one I know that ever worked there is there anymore. It's, it's just the part of a corporate world of yeah. checking boxes. Yeah. And when you're, when you're somewhere too long, you make too much money. Mm. And they can get people that they are promoting up to make half of what you make.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: And uh, for years, Home Depot was never the, if you're not moving up, you're moving out. Yeah, they're trying to cycle you out. And then they're, they go through this stage of where we're going to cycle out about 10 to 15%. Okay. And then, so they just cycle them out and they move them up. Unapologetically. You know, in the world of it, it's business. It's not personal. And it's only business and not personal to the person telling you that. Yeah. It's kind of personal for the person on the other end of it. (laughs) I mean,
0: because you're dumping 78 hours a week into this.
3: And I never knew how unhappy I was. And I came home that day. And it was like the weight of the world came off my shoulders. Yeah. Wow. And, and I never knew, and like I said, I didn't know how unhappy I was. And And right. uh, Chris had uh TLC outdoor power at that point in time. And I went to work for him and I went in and I was like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? This is another retail situation. Yes. Okay. And uh, so it was outdoor power. So lawnmower sales mm-hmm. and, uh, I looked at him and I was like, you don't need me. You don't need anybody. we were just I mean, it was slow. Yeah. And uh we were sitting there on the couch, I mean on the chairs on a, in an August, and we started looking at what we could add to the business. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he's every power, outdoor power or uh, like power sports is already indicator, except one, <clears throat> Honda. Mm. mm. I mean so the old freedom had everything but Polaris. Yeah. And, of course, you had players at Four Wheels of Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Honda had been here at uh, Honda of Texas, and they went out of business in 08, 09. Yeah, they didn't last very long. They were actually here for about nine years. Was it really? Okay. And, uh, but 08, 09 was a very rough time yeah. for uh, the power sport industry. Mm-hmm. And he closed up the doors.
0: It's just because uh, disposable income, there wasn't any, there was, first of all.
3: There was no disposable income, and banks stopped loaning money.
1: Wow. Even to people yeah. with good credit. And yeah. That were willing to pay high interest rates.
0: They just... 2008 it was, sucked. It was a weird period. It sucked shit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, if you if you remember 2008 is also when your credit card company would take your credit card limit of $10,000 and you would owe like $3,000 on it and you'd pay a $2,000 payment and you would get your next statement your new limit's 1000 <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. overnight. They would just change it. And Boom. so... You go from a person that's utilizing 15% of your credit to now you're utilizing 80% of your credit. Yeah. yeah. And so they're destroying credit scores. And I was in Home Depot at that time, and they were doing that to contractors. That's crazy. That were wow. turning twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 a month on their Home Depot credit card, and they would pay it, pay off, it off every off month. month. Yeah, They'd come in, buy lumber, shingles, whatever, and do the next job and pay it off. Yeah. And they would pay it off, and then they would come back, and they would swipe it, and it would decline. And you would call and they would go, oh, it's got a five thousand dollar limit. You're like, I can't buy anything with five thousand dollars. <laughs> and uh, so it was just a really weird time. Wow. But so Chris and I are sitting there and we're like, what can we add to this? You know, because you got to do something. Yeah. And uh, the only power sports that was available was Honda. And when we Googled Honda and went online, and there's actually a little button that says "Become a Dealer." There was one open spot in the state of Texas. <gasps> decatur texas
0: wow like they were seriously. just waiting
3: yes and um seriously he and wow. his wife he and his wife micah started filling out all the paperwork and it took about a year but at the exact same time we were trying to get it the old um freedom was trying to get honda mm.
2: mm-hmm.
3: and um the ktm shop was trying to get honda And they came out and they interviewed Chris and his wife to see how their marriage was because they said this will cause a divorce quicker than anything. This is like Honda Corporate. Yes, Honda Corporate. And they would come out and they would tell us, it's like, well, you know, you've got to do this. You know, if you're going to get the dealership, you'll have to have an asphalt or car parking lot or concrete parking lot. And like four days later, Chris would send him a picture of the parking lot asphalted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're like, you don't have it yet. <laughs> wow. And he's like, well, I've got a big building. I'm going to put Honda in here. Or we're going to do something. We yeah. got to make money. And um, you have to get about 12 yeses with Honda. And you keep thinking you have the yes, but you yeah. really don't. Because is your location approved? Yes. Is this approved? Yes. Are your financials approved? Yes. Do you have financing through Honda? Yes. And then, so you get the 12 yeses. Well, of course, guess what? The other people got the same 12 yeses. Then they have to decide who they want. And
0: oh, that just sounds cutthroat.
3: It, it really was. And yeah. then you look up and we get a phone call that we're the ones getting the Honda dealership. And people in the power sports industry were blown away. Hmm. Because they were like, the lawnmower people got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the KTM shop didn't get it. Freedom didn't get it. It's like the lawnmower people got it. It's like, it's like what are they do? What does that mean? Do you know yeah. what the deciding factor was? My, my rep, I still have the same rep, and he just said he – realistically, he had a better feeling. Yeah. He didn't want to go into a Freedom Power Sports because he knew his brand was going to be lost there.
1: Yeah, and they're, to, they're going to try to monopolize the whole damn area. And then he said, you know, the other guy had just
3: been in the industry forever, and he goes, I just thought y'all were the right ones. Mm. Yeah. And and a lot of it was the family. You know, it, it was it was Chris, his wife, his kids, the way we do things there, and, and that's kind of what made the difference. Hmm. And this August will be able, ten years that we've been open at the Honda shop. It's been ten years already. It, Unfreaking real. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, it has been is a long ten years. <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. And you know now we're in the new building down there in the old J Robs building. Mm-hmm. And uh, February fifteenth will be actually two years in that building. Okay. Which is mind blowing once again.
4: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: And uh, the thing that's kind of helped us more than anything, it is so diverse. We sell zero turns. We
1: sell Honda Power Sports. We sell Honda Power Equipment. Honda Power Push Mowers. I love For one it. more I, year. I, I lo- what?
3: One more year. You're
1: still going to service them, though, right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> that well, was the, an expensive lawnmower, and I love it.
3: Well, because Honda has... Because of the state of California, oh, God. Honda has gotten out of small engines like that.
1: What do you think about? Uh, what do you think about that, uh, Savage Bro? Oh, what? That's Wait, not what? Savage Bro. <laughs> what? That's not Heath. Who the hell is that? I don't know. Well, maybe he can give us an opinion on California. Mm, <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Ghost enough. Bro in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Eddie. Sorry. <laughs> well, the problem is about forty
3: percent of all. Handheld equipment and push mowers are sold in the state of California. Yeah. Well, California has banned all small any engine under certain horsepower. (laughs) Wow. And people are like, well, why can't we do it? And I said, I don't know. If you're in California, start going east. Yeah. You run into a lot of desert. Yeah. Until you get to Texas. And then only a portion of Texas really has a very long mowing season. True. And then you got to stay very low south. And, you know, because a lot of the other country – their mowing season's two to three yeah. months at max.
0: Okay, I got a tough question for you. This is, this is tough.
3: Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw some sarcasm out there. 16. Okay. That's the answer.
0: Sixteen's the answer? <laughs> okay. okay, I got gotcha.
3: you. I don't think you're old enough to remember Johnny Carson. <laughs> <And have laughs> oh, like, yeah. And have, the, and
0: have the little note to his head and be like, there oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay, so would banning small engines solve our water problem
3: in what way
0: i mean if you can't mow your lawn maybe you don't have a lawn which maybe you don't you don't water a lawn maybe saint augustine goes away well, and i'm and- a lover
3: of saint augustine so i love the oh, way it feels on, <laughs> i love the way it
0: feels on my feet
3: i've got a thirty thousand gallon pool in my backyard hey me too and uh I, I, honestly My next goal is to actually put artificial turf in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. So that that grass doesn't end up
1: in. I do love
0: that on my feet more.
1: The artificial turf? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be the next big thing. Yeah. That's a. Just
0: like Kevin said, it's a petroleum product as well.
1: Yeah. Don't just don't tell them that. We didn't say we're going to get rid of
0: oil. We're just going to stop stop. using mowers. Okay. I I, I just had to throw that out there. I came from. uh,
1: I had an electric mower. And then I ditched that thing because the yard I have now, like I had to swap three or four batteries just to get the damn thing done. So yeah. I'm like, screw this. And it wasn't self propelled. So I walk into the So you Honda went to a Honda. And I go get a self propelled. I forget which model I got, but it was like a $900 push mower. Probably has the poly deck, the yes. plastic. Yep. Yeah, made out of the same stuff. I mean, stuff you don't clients. do anything for cheap. No. But it's a Honda mower, man. Like it's Yeah, smart. it'll, it'll a last lifetime. forever. Yeah.
0: Clean and, oil, clean air. Twenty years. It's self-propelled too. God knows my ZTR has. I've I've abused that mower like I do every engine. And now
1: I'm thinking about going and trading the Polaris going. Ranger in for a Honda Talon or what's the other?
3: The you have the Pioneer, which is more utilitarian, utilitarian. Okay. and yeah. then
1: you have the Talon,
3: which is what everybody wants to go back and call it a Razor. Yeah, but the reliability is ten times of what you ever get in a Polaris product. Right? It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it kind of uh, left a bad taste in my mouth when they. Payod Polaris out of here and went to freedom. Damn
0: it. Man, but it's something so different. This
1: show is not about lawnmowers. Or I know. We <laughs> could talk <laughs> about it forever, vehicles. though. I know yeah. we really could. I love the things. But anyway, so tell, let's get back into the city council role. So when did you have the uh, the epiphany of, hey, I need to run for a public uh, office of some sort? Well, some, I know.
0: Why? Why would you? Why, yeah. Well,
1: about five
3: years ago, there was a group of, I would say, civic leaders that kind of came together, and it was a group called Decatur Forward. And yeah, I remember was, this. It was more about transparency and of the city council and yeah. trying to make them think a little bit more. Uh, it, it was in the very beginning of kind of going Facebook Live and being able to broadcast council
0: okay. meetings. Because before that, there was... I mean, if you didn't show up to the council... You meeting, would have no
3: clue what was said or what yeah, happened. You'd I know gotcha. that it was a 6-1 and this passed, and that's all you knew. Yeah. And... um so it was Carrie Bond, Chris Ferniehue, Christy
0: Ryan, Mark Airy. Yeah. That was a big, a, a big period for Decatur.
3: It, it was. And yeah. it, it kind of took that old school Decatur and kind of opened it up to people that hadn't lived here all their
0: lives. Right. And because um, the accusation at the time was old money was running Decatur. It, that's probably
3: very much what the accusation was. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: and that a lot of council meetings were pretty much scripted before they ever happened. Mm. Yeah. And you know, after being there for three and a half, four years, I would say it's about a fifty-fifty
0: man. And and I won't say that I did or did not witness this on the hospital board, <clears throat> right? You know, or with the hospital board, right? But well, but same, same uh, I, yeah 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 I feel you I feel you. <laughs>
3: And uh, so it was just one of those times that it was trying to get people that had never run and never been involved, involved, and realistically giving the public a choice. Because if you went back and looked for almost 20 years, there was only two or three contested races. Wow. Every race was uncontested. And so it was kind of an appointment over years. You would spend some time on PNZ. This person would you know, term out, they would kind of come to you and go, hey, would you want to run for city council? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. And then they're like, well, no one's going to probably run against you. And it's like, well, okay, let me put my name in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's how it went for a lot of years. And everything was stuck in the way it was done because it's yeah. that philosophy of it's always worked. Why would we change? Well, because the world is changing, changing. fast.
0: Yeah. Decatur's changing fast.
3: So they start kind of going through this and we go through one election cycle and they decide they need to get people to run for city council. And they come to me and they're like, would you, would you run? And I talked to my wife and she's like, no, don't do it. Do not do it. Nothing is positive about this. And, and it's hard to sit there to go down and write your name down. No doubt. Knowing that, you're going to ask people to vote for you. And a lot of them are going to say no. Yeah. Or you're going to ask, can I put a sign in your front yard? And they go, well, how do you know? We're we're going to vote for you. But we really don't do that. Yeah. Right. And, And it was really tough. And so, like I said, I talked to my wife about it. And at the end of the day, she goes, I know this is what you want to do. I know you want to give back to this community. And then right about the same time, my son got sick. And and I almost didn't run because of it. Yeah, But then the overwhelming support I got from this community just kind of made me feel like I had to. And we would get gift bags Mm -hmm. on our porch from churches that we didn't even know we knew someone that went there. Mm. And we would get gift cards in our mailbox. Wow. And you get this, this support that you know you can never give back financially what's been given to you. Yeah. So you know you can give back your time.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And that's when I decided, all right, we're going to do this. And um, I think actually next Wednesday is the day. Actually, I put my name back in the hat. Because <laughs> <laughs> luckily we have a two-year turnaround, so it's kind of like uh, Dr. Stuckey. Yeah. Every time you get elected, you turn around and you go, okay, I've got to run again in like two, two years. years. This yeah. is crazy. So it's a two-year term. Yes, two year okay. term and indicator, you have an eight year max. Okay. So we actually have term limits. So we so I started going through this, went down, filled out my name, shaking on there, putting you know, it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> Had great support. Uh councilman uh Carpenter. Yeah. Both of us ran at the same time. And uh it, you know, someone thought I said, you know, it's kind of hard when you're running against everybody's you know, liquor store. Right, right guy. <laughs>
1: everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Everybody, everybody you towns. know, and,
3: and we'll sit there and he sees everybody every day. And and I lost, I think about 23 votes.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And, um, the following year starts coming back around and everybody's, are you going to run? And I was like, I don't know. And the, I said, well, if I do the positive is I can run in place five and it's an open seat. So, it's at large, so everybody in the city can vote for me. It's not, not just,
0: against Will.
3: And it's not against Will. And yeah. at the time, nobody else's name was put in it. Somebody actually did put their name in. And um, we were
0: interviewed. Love you, Will.
3: I love Will. Yeah. Will, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, Will is one of the most sincere people I've ever been around. Yeah. And you don't always get it from him at first because you think there's more humor than
0: there is. Uh, I, A lot of people just don't know. I, I love you, Will. Uh, just don't know how to take... Two-time guest of take the show, him. Will yes, Carpenter.
3: He, yes. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of going in a different direction. Will has prayed with me and my family on two separate times. Yeah. And, and my son hasn't always been comfortable with that. And after Will left, he's like, that didn't bother me. And I said, because it's from his heart.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And and I said, you knew it was sincere, and it wasn't, let me just do this to do this with you. It was truly from his heart. Mm. Right, and um, so we're kind of kind of going back, go back. Yeah, I know,
0: like circling. <laughs> yeah, circle. I'm with you.
3: I, I'm sorry. I see squirrels, and my mind goes in a hey, million different. Close. Welcome to the club.
0: Yeah, we, and and we promote that. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: but uh, so it comes back around, and I decided I'm going to run again, so that people can tell me they don't want me to serve. And uh, <clears throat> the first time I ran, I would say I was probably a little more angry. Yeah, you know, I, I was that. You know,
0: and it was out of Decatur Forward as yes, well, which yes. was a little bit of a backlash.
3: It was a little more aggressive. Yeah. And um, with my son's illness, it really changed my life and yeah. my outlook on life in general about what is and what isn't important. Right. And uh, so the second time I ran, it was really more about, you know, this is what we want to do. And, and I think it was a lot more even killed. Mm-hmm. And I went out and, uh, like I said, I was interviewed with the um, Wise and Denton Regional Realtors. And they they came to me and they said, you know, we gave you $2,000 last time and you lost. Yeah. Why would we give you money again this time? And I said, well, I lost by like 23 votes. So that's like 11 houses. Mm -hmm. Realistically, it's six. If I could have flipped six... I could have won.
2: Yeah.
3: If I'd got 12 votes, half of them, I was the winner.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Look, JK won by one vote. Mm. I, did he really? Yes, one vote. One wow. vote. And, and if you want to know something really funny, there was an app, a million vote that got mailed in late. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that was the vote that <laughs> we, did it? D- we don't know if it was for him or who, but <laughs> oh, there oh, was man. one vote sitting out there that man. came in late that had a bad uh, million date. But, um,
0: See, I mean, you're dealing with local margins, too, which is has to just be, like, knuckle, like, busting. Oh, it's
3: tight. It it is really, really, because you look up at it, and and it's kind of mentally, you go, if I can get to 120 votes, I'm the winner.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: Because for years, you would go look at these elections, and there'd be, like, 80 people show up. Wow. We have 1,800 registered voters in the city of Decatur and— 80 people would show under, up to vote yeah, under a hundred. That's insane. And yeah. the year that Decatur forward pushed this out, they had almost a thousand people show up to vote that year.
0: Yeah, I believe it. And, I believe it. And so that was kind of like, it became a Facebook campaign. Yes. Get out and vote. Whoever yeah. you're going to vote for, get out Just and get vote. out and vote. That's and, a, and I would maintain that. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's uh, so yeah. Um, Places, like, or not places, but entities like Decatur Ford. Uh, one of the bullet points up here is like, what's the best way to engage with people? Get them active. Number one, and, and get them out voting. Like, what, what would yeah. you promote to to encourage people to get out and have a say? It's I like, hate to say it, Facebook. Yeah. You just
3: got to yeah. just stay in front of them and let them know what's important. And the fact that if they don't vote, it's hard to complain. Yeah, you know, if you don't go out and vote, and then you you're the guy that shows up the next week to complain about stuff.
0: You got no right.
3: You have no right.
1: Yeah. And right. You know, and that kind of you know it so kind of so, social it, forums like that. Have you been on a, a show like this before? I've done one with uh, when we talked about parks with
3: okay. uh keep keep a uh, Decatur Beautiful. Yeah. I did one yep. with Marie Rigger and Carrie Bond and a couple yep.
1: of guys. That's kind of the goal of these, you know, this segments is to encourage people that normally don't think about voting uh or what they're even voting for. Give them a little understanding and a little motivation. But um we utilize Facebook and social platforms, too, just you know, to get this program out. Right. <laughs> so it's, it, everything dwindles down to social media right now, huh? Well, and I'm going to tell you, I cannot
3: wait for the march to be done. Yeah. Because I'm tired of getting the pamphlet three times a week. Yeah. And the text message three <laughs> oh, times man, a week. Oh, man, that's
0: hardcore. And then I the know, phone right? calls
3: three times a week.
0: It's like it's, it's every other day my Nikki Haley oh, uh, text message. <laughs>
3: No, oh, I'm getting the uh, you know state representative 64 text message yeah. and phone call, and <laughs> and then if they don't agree with my, my response on the text message, you get like 12 back. Oh man, <laughs> you no, know, wait, they I'm actually, like stop, they, stop. <laughs> they, yeah, just stop, please. That's it. I, yeah, I, my wife's like, what are you doing? <laughs> stop. Just put stop. That's all you have to do is put stop. But um, so I ran a second time, at, and, and at the end of the day, it was really about. To have a positive, more positive message, yeah. And uh, somebody told me it's like, no, be be your true self. And I was like, you know what, this is my mm-hmm. new true mm-hmm. self. I said, you know, I probably was angry last time, and and I don't I don't fault people that didn't vote for me because of that. Sure. And uh, it's a more positive message. It's a more. It's about everybody's got to figure out how to get along. You know, there's seven people between the sixth council and the mayor. Everybody gets one vote. Mm. We don't agree a lot of times, and I think that's a big positive but we agree to move forward if we, no
1: matter how we vote. Okay.
4: Yeah. That's
1: you know? another bullet point up here is like how do individual opinions, sway objectives and overall goals with city council? Because you're, you're, you're a body coming together with multiple people and multiple ideas. And oh, it, and believe me, everybody has their own
3: ideas and opinions. Sure. And opinions, and I, th- I think we're really lucky right now on our council is because we know we have a lot going forward. And we need to stay in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And um,
0: it's like a massive opportunity for Decatur right now.
3: It's a huge opportunity. Yeah. And to keep moving forward and and not ever tripping up over something that doesn't make sense. And And out of the seven of us, there is no individual person that has an agenda like you find a way to keep the petty stuff <clears throat> aside we do yeah. and, and and i'm not going to call out any other boards in our county or that are close <laughs> hey, to sure. us sure
2: sure. <laughs> but you, you know you look
3: at it, you're like we do we have you know we go to executive session and it's a little more lively mm-hmm. when the door is closed and everything's yeah. not 100 percent politically correct but when we come back out the door we've all decided to agree on whatever we're going to agree
0: on so it doesn't feel like school board
3: I'm not going to talk. I don't know about a school board. I mean, I've seen other city councils in
0: this
1: county, too, that uh, become, you know, pretty entertaining. Yeah. You know, we don't have to have, (laughs) like, an extra, you know, lawyer involved if our
3: city manager and our mayor isn't together or anything like
0: that. I do want to get somebody from Decatur School Board on here.
1: Okay. You work on that. I don't know. I don't know anybody on this. I know a couple of guys, but I just, I look at it. I was
3: like, y'all got to figure this out. Oh man, that's tough. It's tough. My son's 28 years old. Yeah, People are like, you voted for that. And I was like, dude, I have Mm -hmm. voted for every school bond Mm -hmm. in the 30 years I've lived here. And Mm -hmm. I said, I hope the people that are, that we've voted for are doing the right thing for us because I don't believe that me at the house has all the information Mm -hmm. and will ever have all the information. Right. And, um, Gosh, I've had that's people gotta ask, be so hard. Oh, it, it worked. I'm telling you right now, our council works so well together, and, yeah. and a lot of it comes from Nate, Nate Mara, our city manager. Yeah. Okay, that he, he creates I've a heard, level of positivity. I've never met
0: Nate, and he, I've heard several people talk him up.
1: If you haven't met Nate. Yeah. You haven't been completed. Yeah, I, okay. I don't know anybody that said a bad word. And he's kind of like a JD. Like everybody that's met JD, nobody says like, anything bad about him. This guy's
0: gold. Him. Yeah,
1: Nate's a great dude. Okay,
0: Nate, I hope to meet you someday. I'm going to tell you
1: right now,
3: I've been in meetings in San Antonio and in Houston, and he'll introduce me to somebody, and they'll walk away, and they will look at you and go, you have the greatest man alive right there. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, I've seen other firefighters that were like, I would die for that man. Wow. And it's like, I would, and it's just who he is. And, and and I would say out of everything we've done over the last three and a half
1: to four
0: years, you're honestly, you're making me think like, where's this guy in my life? He's always had that diplomatic personality though.
1: he, He was a year under me, but we played football together and we had classes together. So I always knew him as somebody who had, you know, just untapped leadership potential, and he, he, boy, he tapped into it, and he's yeah. great. He, he, he's one of those ones that have found his calling. And I don't
0: know Nate, but, yeah. but whenever I hear you that, I think. You shall know
1: Nate. You will know Nate. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, got gotcha. you. let me put
3: it to you this way. Fifteen years ago, Decatur had their first paid fire department. Yeah. He had been a volunteer firefighter. My wife actually pinned him because she worked for the city of Decatur at the time. Mm-hmm. And in 13 years, he went from a volunteer firefighter to the fire chief. Okay. And in two short late years later, he became city manager. City
1: manager. That's an expedited timeline. And, yeah. And
3: I told him, I said, you need to write a book. How to become a volunteer firefighter and a city
1: manager in less than 15 years. And,
3: um, and, and I would say out of everything we have probably accomplished over the last three and a half, four years, the greatest one was hiring Nate. Wow. And uh, because, and I'm sure you've worked with guys, and, and I've been that person where you just, for three months, you just kill it at work, and you're just yeah. like, you're the guy. And then you kick back for a little while, and then you go, well, I went from an A to a C, yeah, and you kind of bring yourself back to a B. yeah. Nate's the guy that's an A-plus every day, and on his off days, mm. he's like a B-plus.
0: How does he do it?
3: I don't know. I really don't. And we've had a lot of talks about it. And, yeah. and we've had a lot of talks about work-life balance. Yeah. And, and when we hired him, that was a big part of what we talked about is that he had just had a baby boy.
0: Mm-hmm. Performance enhancing drugs.
3: <laughs> no, you haven't seen Nate then. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, he's not a big guy, but he's a big guy. But, uh <laughs> But, uh, and that was one of the big talks we had with Nate when we hired him was work life balances that, and I told him, I said, it took me till I was 50 years old to understand that family is more important than work every day of the week. Yeah, And, and I was late in my life and it took a long time and it, and it almost took, took losing my son to do that, to, to open that up.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a big deal.
3: And, uh, and it's one of those things we talked. I talk to him every time I see him, and you know, and he'll be like, "Oh, I didn't get back to you." And I was like, "Dude, it was seven o'clock at it's okay. night. No big deal." I would yeah. tell you it was an emergency, but uh, no, we were just, we're blessed to have him, and and I think that's what makes our council
1: move in a very fluid way. Good inspiration, gotcha. good leadership from the the top down.
0: Yes, uh, it, it, it's he works for the council though.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah
0: he's the glue that. That makes everything kind of hold together.
3: Well, people don't always understand who works for the council. Yeah. Because you'll get a phone call and you're like, you need to fire that person. <laughs> well, there, there's only a handful of people that work for us. Yeah. That's the city manager, the city attorney, and the city judge. And we're really lucky. We actually just hired an in-house city attorney. And for a city of our size, it's pretty much unthought of. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And... uh they came to us with a big price increase of what the firm that we've been paying for a lot of years. And, uh, the attorney that had been working for us through them said, she wanted to come work for us or less than what it was going to cost to have the firm. Hmm. And
0: so that's no brainer.
3: It it really was. And as we talked about it, it was like, we're either going to do this because she wants to be here or we're going to pay the extra money because, we don't have the money to throw at an attorney to come work. And, and as much as we all love Wise County yeah. and love Decatur, right? everybody else does not. <laughs>
0: you know? Really? Yeah. You
3: know, when they're like, oh, I live in Fort Worth and I have to drive to Decatur to go work. They get out here and guess what? We don't have a lot of retail.
0: Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't
3: have a lot of places to eat.
0: You You're know? like, where am I going to go over my lunch break? Okay. Yes. You know, you can only wow. go to – uh
3: you know, the barbecue place, so many times, you can only, yeah. you know, hit them up before you have to, you know, people in Bowie true. think we have everything.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, and in, in the number of Friday and Saturday nights, I'm like, God, we need something <laughs> new to eat Indicator.
3: Oh, it's, it's very hard. And
0: uh, yeah, not that roosters doesn't do a good job. I mean, they do.
1: Yeah, but you also don't want to become a sea of, um, you know, chain restaurants either. Like you want to you want yeah. to encourage the mom and pop type stuff to come in the unique right. you know one one off that you're not going to find anywhere else
0: but you can only eat turkey at roosters so many times well then eat beef jeez I know that's
1: hard
3: <laughs> oh i'm right there with you it, yeah. it, it's it's one of those and my brother lives in booing and he's like oh y'all have everything i was like <laughs> um we got everything <laughs> we don't want and nothing we do want and yeah. uh, you know it, it, it's just hard and and that's kind of that's also a big part of what we're working on now as a council right? is, you know, and, and the EDC is trying to figure out how to bring those people in and, and honestly
1: give them a place to build. Yeah. Okay. That's a great place to broach this. So uh, as a city council, what is the city council function in regards to its town? What, uh, what, what roles Our the city? The city council's function is to really listen to
3: your constituents about what they're trying to and need. Um, and then we give the city manager basically a goal, uh-huh. and, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of going back to Nate this last year, we had a workshop and he sat down and he goes, what do y'all want to see in the next year? What is important to y'all as we're working on budget? What's important? And pretty much unanimously, it was taking care of our employees. That's the first thing. Okay. We, we don't want to lose good employees because we're still wise County struggles with enough people to work. Mm. Yeah. And especially Gus, good people to work uh then it was like first responders we got to figure out how to invest
1: more into the police and the fire when when i got here yeah if you're talking eight or nine percent growth every year you have to grow that first responder yeah. dispatch too well
3: the first responders are about 60 percent, 70 percent of our budget mm-hmm. and when when i got here three years ago wow the um Let's say the automobiles
1: were an issue. (laughs) The first responder automobiles? Yes. Uh, The
3: police had trouble responding at times. They had cars that were 13, 14 years old. And uh, with Nate and our finance manager and Delvin, they came up with inventive ways. And we actually lease police cars now. Mm -hmm. And I think they're on like a four-year lease Mm -hmm. at the end of it. But they always function. They always
1: function. It's and reliable. Yeah, you can get in start up, go to a call, whatever you got to do. And be. I went
3: and sat down with Delvin one day, and we were talking about something, and he goes, I don't think he'll get it. He goes, you know, I had a detective the other day that he walked out to start his car to go to a scene and he couldn't get it to start. So he mm-hmm. took another car, he got there, and then when they put the suspect in the back of his car, it wouldn't start. Wow.
1: <laughs> oh,
4: God. Because <Wow.
1: laughs> so
3: we're had walking a, to the jail, partner? <laughs> so he then has to, like, take them and put them in another car to bring them to the jail. <laughs> yeah. And this is three and a half, four years ago, and you're like, what? This is, yeah, These this are high-mileage
0: vehicles, too. I oh, mean, rough the miles, miles. Yeah. Rough miles, too. Yeah.
3: And so at this point, every one of the vehicles has been replaced. Um. And it's kind of that new thinking of, you know, in the past they were like, oh, you can't lease a police car. What are you going to do at the end of four years? Well, you weren't doing anything with it at the end of four years anyway. It was trash. Yeah. You
0: were spending more
3: money on maintenance and uh, with COVID and not being able to get cars.
0: So at least you're getting updated vehicles.
3: All the time. Yeah. Uh, We also are building a new police department, Mm -hmm. which is going to be beautiful. Okay. Uh, If you ever want to be completely disappointed – and scared for your lungs, walk through the old police department. It is
0: bad. It's like, see the mold growing on the walls.
3: Have you heard? (laughs) No, I have not. It's bad.
0: I'm just taking a guess. Well, it's the old
3: um, Baptist College. Well, pre-Poco, it was a dormitory. Okay. And um, every time it rains, the water comes down the walls. Oh, my God. Wow. Because you can't maintain, because the roof is unmaintainable, just about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The whole second floor... It's just like wires coming out of the ceiling.
1: It the it, it is just so bad. What well, um, you really is, is there? Are there jail cells in that, or do you do no. they all go to the county? They all go to the county. There okay. in the old jail. There's a holding cell. Yeah. In the new jail, there won't even be a holding cell. Okay. Like if you really wanted to deter somebody from crime, put them in, hold them overnight in Decatur's police station. Like, oh, I don't know yeah. if I want to come back to this place. Well, in And Delvin said it was hard to interview guys. Yeah.
3: You know, you look down the street and you see this beautiful fire department. And then you're (laughs) going to walk in here and you're like, oh, my goodness. And so they would do a lot of their um, interviews at the fire department. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And um, they had a couple of very large drug bust. And you would walk in because everything has to stay in an
0: evidence room. Mm
3: -hmm. And you're like... (laughs) Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know. You like
0: smell the weed from like several rooms away.
3: Yes. It's like, you'd walk through the door and you could smell the weed and you're like, he goes, yeah, there's, there's a lot back there. And, uh, councilman Hayes, Jake Hayes, and I, uh, walked through with him one day and we were both blown away. It was just, yeah, you were like, oh my goodness.
0: And,
1: um,
0: so that's a huge positive. We're getting a new that is, but it, That's department. also
1: another one of those yeah. things that's, um, synonymous with good uh, public servants is like you're not having to be conscientious of them or think of them because they're well-funded. They're there, they're available. You're going to be thinking of them and wondering what's going on when they're not making calls or showing up to respond. Then it's like, okay, now we've, we've got to really think about our leadership, but that's not the case. It's true.
0: And I would like to live in a city that doesn't need a police department, Mm -hmm. but that's a little, the city council has
1: has a role in funding, police departments, and, and fire departments. We, we are the one who approve the budget every okay. year. Okay. And
3: uh, so kind of the goal for for them is to bring us just about a balanced budget.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Is what they try to do to us. In previous years, um, a few years ago, I came back from vacation, and they're like, hey, good news, we've knocked a million dollars off the budget. Bad news is we have another million we need to knock off. <laughs> <laughs> and on a $14 million budget, that's a lot of money. Oh, Yeah. And uh, we spent probably 40 to 60 hours that year that we have a budget committee. So it's only three of us. So it's not actually a quorum and you kind of start going through it. And yeah. And at the end of it, you know, I looked at him, I said, I'm going to use, you know, dummy math for Eddie, you know, kind of the books, you know, dummy. you know, yeah. You know, the whole books of dummy, you know, to learn Microsoft dummy for this. And, and Nate looked at me, he goes, what do you mean? I said, how far are we over budget right now? He goes 5%. I said. You know how we're going to fix this? And he goes, "How?" And I said, "Tell every director to give you five percent back." Mm. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that's easy. And I said, because I don't know. Easy call. I I don't know if they need this. Why am I cutting this out of their budget? Uh And so this last—I
0: mean, the water cooler is nice, but do you have to have the water cooler?
3: Right. And I don't know what if they do or don't need. And uh, so this last year, they basically brought us a balanced budget from day one and handed us the books and goes, "Go through the books and tell me what you." have a question about and it took about 60 hours and a lot of time and extra meetings and just making, and and I'm going to put it simple, making the directors come in and beg for money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it made it a lot more simple and, uh,
0: wow, that's crazy. So whenever it comes down to it, you're not just like deciding, Oh, how I feel about this policy or this policy, but, but it's, it's down to money. We're deciding on the,
3: the rates, Yeah. The the pay increase they're getting every year. We're deciding on, you know, do we have money for new cars? Do we have money for this? Do we have money for parks? Do we have money for a new mower?
0: So the world, the city functions on money.
3: Amazingly, yes. And uh, as you get into it and you're there a lot longer, I told Chris Fernahue this one day and he looked at me like I was crazy until he listened to it again. I said, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Mm-hmm. Wow,
1: that's a big. It's one of those things. You that's a big saying, when right? You
3: get older too, you're a little more conscious of that. Fact. And he yeah. looked at me like I was stupid, and then he listened, and he's like, "I said, you know, I never knew, but back when Sam Renshaw was the city manager, they borrowed money from the bank once a month to make payroll. Wow, and they would pay it back when they would get their water bills in. Holy crap." It's a hell of a loop. Yes, and they did that for years. And kind of that very first time I went to run for council, I really, it was this, you know, why are y'all doing this half-ass? And why are you doing it this? And just do it right the first time. Well, when you get in that room and you look at it and this new street's really important and to do it right's going to cost a million dollars, but realistically we only have $300,000 right now do we spend $300,000 and resurface the road or do we wait for two years till you have a million? Well, you know what? You're going to spend 300 grand. Yeah. I mean, and and there's a lot of times where you're like, why are y'all doing things this way? Well, because you can either do it this way or not do it at all. Yeah. It's not going to get done if you don't. And and there's no, and there's no true savings account at a city. Everybody's like, well, just save up. Well,
1: there is no safety. It's designed up. to get utilized and spent. Otherwise, your taxpayers are going to start getting privy to that and wondering. Why are you what, taxing me you know, so much? If, we're, if you're just sitting on it, mm-hmm. what's going on with that? Yeah. yeah.
3: And you, and you want to have a cushion. You want to have that 90-day cushion yeah. that's always there, but you're right. So if you're not fixing anything and you're not spending anything, and at the end of the year, you had $3 million
1: left over. That's not, you should, not nothing to
3: brag about. Wow. Why'd you tax me that
0: three million dollars? Uh, so I'm hearing
1: tax refund from my city. Exactly,
3: and, and that's kind of the part that it, that people don't always get. So, so,
0: so, what are the essential principle? I mean, this sounds like a hard question, but I'm I'm really curious. What are the essential principles of governance? Right? Is it like okay if you get done with the year and you have money left over you've done a bad job if you got if if, if you're in debt you've done a bad job like what, what well are the you're things? not going to be in debt
3: you you are okay. not going to be in debt um because for them to be over budget they have to come back to us and say hey we're going to be over budget and the council has to prove that you're going to be over budget wow but you're also working throughout the year with sales tax dollars come in every month. Property tax comes in one time, basically. Gotcha. Sales tax comes in every month. And so,
0: so you know that figure. Roughly.
3: Yeah. And even though we're, we're consistently at almost 10% sales tax Uh increase, we budget five.
4: Okay. Gotcha.
3: So that it takes care of anything that's going to be there.
0: So putting in some safeguard.
3: Yes, there's a safeguard. Um, that safeguard this last year allowed us to buy a gently used ladder truck Okay, for the fire department.
0: Like, do we have buildings that they need a ladder for? Anything I mean, I guess over, we do.
3: Anything over two stories. <clears throat> wow. Okay. So, like when the museum burned. Yeah. Crumb sent a ladder truck, didn't send a ladder truck, Bridgeport sent a ladder truck. Interesting. And the amount of water that was being put on that fire was... Mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, it was.
0: They I, were draining. I the, heard it was a hot damn fire. They were
3: draining yeah. the water as fast as they could make water. Mm. I mean, they started when when that happened. The first thing they did is they called the the water plant and there's like, "Start making water because we don't make water in the middle of the night because we don't need it here." Yeah, and so they told them start making water and, and I can't remember mm. the number they were using, but it was like holy cow! And at the end of the day, they were trying to keep everything else from catching on fire. Yeah, The police department trying to catch on fire. The public works building is trying to catch on fire. So they'd put water on the building, and then the police department starts smoking, and then they put water on the police department, and then they put it back on the fire. Then the police department starts smoking, so they put Jesus. it back over there. And and I hate to say it. It's like, oh, if it had been about a year later, it's like, let the police department go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know. Because uh, we got a brand new oh, one's about I to know, be ready. Like, we'll like get the insurance down. on. Yeah, it. <laughs> and it's like it's a lot easier to clean up a fire than it is to get rid of. Because we're going to have to My bulldoze gosh. that old building. And uh, so it, it is. It's this middle ground, and it's trying to figure out how to take care of your employees. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um, I got gotcha. you. Know, so you don't and,
3: have
1: a functioning city if you don't have functioning employees.
0: Yeah, you know, and a couple of years
3: ago, high-term. and and to everybody, it's not a lot. But a couple of years ago, we made the minimum wage for the city of Decatur $18 an hour.
1: Oh, wow. That, wow. That's
3: starting pay if you work for the city of Decatur. Yeah. You it's a hell of a sign lot more up than-
0: as under Heath as a weed eater.
1: $18 an hour. <laughs> yeah. And not too you. many years ago, that was like 12 That's more money than farmers make.
0: Shit, man. That's
1: yeah, more money than doc some doctors make, right? I know. They That's only right. work
3: 40 hours, though.
1: <laughs> 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 and, I know. And it's this, like, and,
3: I wish they did. And city work is actually... It's one of those things that my wife and I always like. I wish when I was twenty three, someone said, "Good work for a city." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she was like late thirties when she went to yeah. work for a city. Yeah, and figure out it's like TML.
1: It's an incredible retirement plan. True. Yeah, uh, and great benefits in the meantime. Too. Great benefit. Well, and that's one of the big pushes with okay the- benefits. Well, uh, well, compared to private entity benefits, that I'm you
3: yeah,
0: know, but compared to the federal government,
1: uh, true. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's
0: well, a
3: different story. That's <laughs> one of the big fights that we have every year. Is when people's like, you have great benefits. You know what you can't pay with a benefit? Your mortgage, true. Yeah, no, your you car can. payment. You yeah. can't yeah. send your kid. You can't send your son to college on a benefit.
0: Oh man, we could go on a long road. Yeah, we could. It,
3: Let's not do that. Yeah, and so
0: that's kind of where I've.
3: We've made a very big push at trying to take care of our employees so yeah. that you
1: don't lose them
2: because yeah.
1: even for Heath to find that guy to get on that weed eater, yeah, it's not easy. No, he, he often remarks about, you know, the, I've got a spot open. Okay, what's it for? Weed eating. Yeah. You know, you're the low guy on the totem
0: pole. Yep, you're the first. You're the weed eater in the push It's going to be back-breaking work, but at least you're going to make – 18 bucks an hour for that. And have your health insurance provided. Good God. And it's like when you were eighteen and you started, mm-hmm. how much did you make? Not that much.
1: Like six seventy five an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Hawk and Lumber in San Angelo, Texas. And eighteen bucks an hour is great. Yeah. Well, the benefit that is awesome is the
3: retirement. Because yeah. the city you put in seven percent and the city matches with fourteen. Oh wow. So twenty one percent of your salary is being put back every year into a true retirement pension style mm-hmm. that once you retire, it is there for the rest of your life. Nice.
0: Yeah, and, that's great.
3: And it's something that is not there anywhere. And and it's ninety eight percent funded. It is one of the most solid retirement plans in the entire country. Mm-hmm. And it's it's called Texas Municipal League. Or it's actually TMRS text me retirement, something, something, but it, it is the most solid thing. And I'll be honest, my wife and I, that's what we're like, you're working for seven more years and then we're done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But so, uh, so what have you learned the most? You know, it's like in your two years now, I'm about three and a half in three and a half of service. Right. It's like, what have you learned? I mean, what surprised you?
3: The things people will complain about.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Really? <laughs> no
3: shortage Just, of complaints. Yeah. Just the most simplest complaints that you're like, that's what bothers you. Wow. Uh wow. when we ch- we do something that we think is for the best and really awesome. Um and then everybody tells you how it's wrong. Uh yeah. You know, and I'm sure Heath talked about it when we were building the new um Harmon Park, the park at Harmon Park, and everybody was like, oh, it's the old castle, or you can't get rid of the courthouse. Yeah. And that park wasn't really there that long either. 20 years, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Junior Women's League um, yeah. raised the money, built it. At the time, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. But that thing was splinters and nails, and kids mm-hmm. would get, get lost in it and hurt on it. And we would show the pictures of what we were doing, and people would just tell you that. You were wrong and it was horrible. And you're like, Have you seen the pictures? Have you seen how awesome it, this thing's gonna be? Yeah. And they're like, My my sister helped build that park and, and, oh my and luckily gosh. she lives now in Colorado, but she's still on Wise County Messenger.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, but tell that us, thing was ancient. It was dangerous a disaster. It was
1: horrible. <laughs> Yeah, and then hold we, on, hold on a second. If you can see, <laughs> Doc, you got to move the bottle. <laughs> it's, it's, if you're listening, if you listening, you can't see it. Okay. But if you're watching okay. it on YouTube, it. it's just a bottle instead of Doc. <laughs> the representative. <laughs> Thanks again, Uncle John. Yes. And then we we got it built. Yeah. Oh, and now people, you don't hear a peep. You right? do not hear a
3: thing. And the way I explain it, it looks like someone kicked a fire ant mound. <laughs> There are so many kids over there. and Oh, it is so true. It's great. Yeah. It's great
0: to see, right?
3: Except for the you know, 17, 18-year-old uh, young males on the zip line carrying each other down and trying to true. destroy it.
0: I mean, I I'll, I will have to say I've been on that zip line. Well, it's broke right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Thanks,
3: Doc. <laughs> it's oh. it's, it's going to be, I think it's about 50000 to fix it.
0: God. Uh,
3: well, the park itself was a little over, it was right about a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we passed the last bond that had the police station in it, some uh, other water infrastructures in it, we put uh, about $2.5 million for parks in. And it was the very first time that the Decatur had really put a bond out there for quality of life. Everything's yeah. always been infrastructure.
0: Sure. It's like necessary utility.
3: And, and and the old regime was like, you just need to get somebody to donate that. Mm. Well, back mm. in the day you could get somebody to donate forty acres that was worth forty thousand dollars. It's not happening now.
0: Well now, but now
3: forty acres is worth two point three yeah. million dollars. Jeez especially yes. inside city limits. Yeah, you know,
0: so you're not gonna get that donated. You're not gonna get that donated.
3: You're not gonna get somebody to yeah. donate a million dollars to build a new park, so just you can just put your name on it. Right. You know, XYZ uh-huh. park. Well, it's not gonna happen today. So we actually bonded two and a half million dollars for the parks and a million dollars of it is that we're in the middle of working on a new skate park. Uh, It's going to be the Seth Keener skate park. Yeah. uh, A young man that passed away in a hunting accident that was from Bridgeport. His family has donated quite a bit of money for the naming rights. And it's going to take a park that was going to be really neat to incredible dude. And because like any project, there's a starting base. It doesn't matter. It's Kind of like you put a pool in. Mm. Well, you got fifteen thousand dollars worth of equipment.
4: Yeah. If you got a
3: thirty thousand gallon pool or if you got a five thousand gallon pool, you got fifteen grand in equipment. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with the skate park. There's so much that's just the starting. Yeah. And with what they they were able to donate is gonna take it, it's gonna be incredible. And we're hoping it'll be finished by this late this summer. Where where will it be? It is gonna be uh, in Harmon Park. Okay, as you look at the park. There's the old skate park to the right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going away. Mm-hmm. To the left is a vacant lot, mm-hmm. and it's going to be right there. And nice. uh, the pictures of it are on the parks board's uh, website and okay. everywhere. And it, it's going to be
1: incredible.
0: I've checked this Since out. Since we're
1: on the topic of you know current projects, I know you have a few bullet points up here to talk about. I mean, this really embodies what you're doing as city councilman. Let's talk about current things going on in the city uh, with infrastructure. With uh, ooh, I know a good one. Internet installs. The locals really loved that. A oh few man, ago, that's that a
0: that was- hardcore <laughs> issue.
1: Oh, that, that was a rough time. Yeah, yeah and,
0: no
3: doubt. And, and the problem with the internet, and that everybody struggled with, there's like you just need to kick them out of the city. Well, <laughs> going to be complaining. My, I've only got dial-up. Well, the problem is they were putting a utility in the utility easement. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have the right. To yeah. put utilities in the utility easement
1: with everybody else's,
3: with everybody utilities. else's, and part of the problem is they would come to us and we would show them where the water lines were. We would show them where things were at. They would dig. They weren't where we thought they were.
0: <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. I I could not imagine they the were indicator. eight feet
3: over, ten feet yeah. over, and so they hit our water line. Or we, you know, we sent them a picture of. Orange fiber optics going through a sewer line. And they're like, no, that couldn't have been us.
0: I
2: don't, I don't know who put orange fiber.
0: <laughs> it just went sideways. And, I, I I do recall like a day without power, right? And yeah. uh, so there was a lot of ups
3: and
1: downs. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad. And or without yeah. water.
0: Or with without day, water. We we had a day without water. I think
1: when they hit the main yeah. over by Lowe's, I would dr- I drove up on that when that <laughs> happened. And it was just like, i go got to go whitewater rafting
3: I, here. I pulled up shortly Ooh. after it happened and... About three minutes later, I got a text from Nate. And um, that kind of goes back into the doing things halfway. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest problems we had when that happened is the pressure when it dropped, the old water tower didn't have a valve on it. So it just drains out. So it drained 250,000 gallons of water out of that because it didn't have enough pressure to hold it up there. And you can't shut it off. And you you didn't
0: know know to think about it before it happened.
3: Well, when they put that water tower up, they bought it used. (laughs) How do you buy a used water tower? I don't know, but they bought it. uh, Poco Graphite was coming into town, and they needed a certain amount of water storage. Okay. And they bought that used. And it kind of goes back to... Old Decatur was running Decatur. Um, They did a lot of good things that we didn't know about. Sure. They created a hospital board. Right. That nobody thought about. Yeah. We had an incredible hospital in a really small town that you don't have. We did, yes. They created an EDC board. They gave away half a cent of property tax so that we could have the Economic Development Corporation to help bring companies in. Mm Mm-hmm. They did a lot of these things that the average person didn't know about. I mean, yeah. I didn't know about it. I'd been on P and Z for ten years, right? I didn't know about all these things the previous council had done, and and a lot of it. You're like, oh, the, like I said, it's all decatur, it's all money, it's all being run that way, right? Well, they did a lot of things that were right.
0: Okay, so so decatur politics like threatened to become partisan at one time, in a way, is in like As left in like, and right. No, as in like old versus new. It, it was, it was very
1: close to that. I think that yeah. power struggle still has some fingers.
0: Not as in, much
1: anymore. Yeah. Okay, um, that's it, good. It, and that was kind of the
3: whole decatur forward concept.
1: It,
4: yeah.
3: And the weird part it was it was it was some old decatur that was pushing decatur forward. I mean, Chris's parents wow. and I mean his great yeah. great grandfather was a sheriff here, and his mother like cooked for the jail. You know, his, grand, his wife cooked for the jail. I mean, so Chris's parents and family, the gauges have been here forever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so he has a lot of old Decatur in him, and he just was looking for things to change. Yeah. And you look at what's going on today, and you want to talk about infrastructure, you know, we just put up a million-gallon water tower.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
3: uh, One of the nice things is Landmark put it up. It's not used. No, it's not used. <laughs> and Come uh, on
1: down to Jimbo's used water towers. And, we got a deal you can't
3: beat. But, but that's the thing is they bought this used water tower. They put it up. They didn't have the money to put a valve on it. They didn't have valves in a lot of the areas, of the streets for the water that you could turn it off. Well, you can either run 200 feet without a valve or you can run 150 feet with a valve. Mm-hmm.
4: We wow. need 200 feet. So yeah. you just
3: did what you did. It yeah. Would, These guys borrowed money from the bank to make payroll until the water bill got in.
1: That explains a lot because the first, you know, first mindset I had driving up on that is like, why don't they shut off the water? Because they couldn't. (laughs) They couldn't. couldn't. There's no valve. And
0: you didn't know it was a problem until you hired the internet company (laughs) to create the problem. Well, that tower is coming down
3: shortly. Uh, Have you noticed around town, all the groundwater uh, storage tanks are gone. I don't guess I've noticed that, no. So behind um, City, City Hall, Hall yeah. yeah, the one over at Big Mama's Park, okay. uh, and there's another one in town, they're all gone. Okay. Uh, so we'll have a million gallons in the new tank. The other tank that looks the same, I call it the Rose Avenue, yeah. is a half million. Mm. Uh, that tank will go offline probably in about a year, though, because we're going to have to repaint it. Okay. Mm. And uh, it's not rattle canned.
2: <laughs> it's about
3: a million dollars to repaint wow. a water what? tower. Yes. But oh if you don't gosh. do it, it doesn't stay in code. And yeah. a million's a lot cheaper than 7 million. Mm. But we're, we're kind of going Why back. Why does a water it. tower need paint? To keep it from rusting. Okay. I mean because that's your clean water. That's yeah. clean water because that's not stored water. It's important. That's that's the water you're drinking. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: on a 14 million dollar budget that's that's a lot well, of money. That, that's right?
3: money that's got to be bonded. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't save that money. And uh the last bond we did was 33 million. Yeah. And it was the largest bond the city of Decatur had ever done. We did about a million dollars for a library remodel. Mm-hmm. So once the library reopens, all the big 8-foot shelves are going to be down to 4-foot. It's going to be sprinkled, they're going to re they're going to redo the bathrooms. It's going to be a lot more modern.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Uh for the meantime, uh, long-term goal is to move the library up on top of the hill where the police station's at
4: kind of move city hall,
3: everything kind of make that the, you know, when I say long-term 10, 15 years. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we put a million dollars into the library. We put two and a half million dollars into parks. We put $18 million into a new police station, which was not enough. Uh, (laughs) we put $7 million into a new water tank. We, Spent almost another $3 million with sewer lines mm-hmm. and water line expansions. We're in the middle of expanding the water line out at the industrial park to loop it mm-hmm. so that it's not just pressure, but it's volume. So if there is a fire, you're bringing water from two different directions. Uh, and those are the sides that people don't see. The water right. tower you see, and you're like, wow. But everything else, you know, we're uh, wow. bringing a 12-inch water line, six or 12 up to the square so that mm-hmm. there's enough water or the, uh, the courthouse. Yeah. So, because it's going to be sprinkled and you got to have enough, because right now there's not enough water.
0: If there's a fire. Th- there's not
3: enough water up there to put it out. Yeah. And uh, so th- that's the side that you don't really ever see. And and, and I always say it's, it's not sexy. It's not sexy to approve a bond.
1: Right. For... Sewer lines and water lines. Yeah, that's not encapsulating viewers on you know your socials, and they're not. Oh my God, my city's look at what they're doing with the sewer lines today. That's just not happening. That well, and that
0: bond is working. It it's in competition to a maybe a school bond. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, right, very much so. Wow.
3: And, uh, we we were, and I wouldn't say we were in touch with the school board, but we we talked a lot with Doctor Jones. Yeah, uh, this is what we're looking to do. We know y'all are looking to do this. But this is what we're we've kind of have to do. Yeah, um, I would say the current council fought tooth and nail with the previous leadership mm-hmm. of what was important. They basically wanted to do a water tower and some water lines. Mm-hmm. A lot of us were like, "No, we we need money for parks. We need money for the police station. We need money for this." Yeah, and um, and it was a fight. And if you go back and look at it. You know, there was like, well, we're going to get the numbers for 11 million. And we're like, no, we're doing 33. Yeah. Well, we're looking at 11 and no, we're looking at 33. Mm.
1: We need to know what 33 is going to be to our citizens. So in lamest terms, you're, you're, you're in a conflict with a school board bond because your voters are facing both bonds at the same time. In a way. Okay. When you look at the city of
3: Decatur, and the easiest way I look at it is the city of Decatur has $1.2 billion worth of property tax. Mm-hmm. The Decatur ISD has almost $4 billion worth of property tax. So two-thirds of the people that claim a Decatur address don't live in the city limits. Huh. Okay. So we all pay school taxes. We all pay county taxes. But you only pay city taxes if you're within the city limits. Yeah. So every so that we are in competition with them, but we're not. It's just the people within the city limits that are paying it.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And and so wow, it's just like it's mind-boggling. You know, the amount of
1: unappreciated work that city council members have to get done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it really is. There's a lot that you again, if it's being done right, you're not conscientious of it. You're not seeing it, you're not thinking about it. So when y'all were planning for those bonds, did y'all do a lot of
3: research to figure out how much water pressure you needed to get to the new courthouse and have engineers involved and all that fun stuff? You have no clue. And and it kind of goes back to the side. We're in the middle of about to do another bond. And one of the things we're doing is we're paying an engineer to evaluate land we have that we're putting a second fire department at to make sure that it works
4: mm-hmm. yeah,
3: and nothing happens for free. And it kind of goes back to that school side when everybody's like, well, why don't they just call the old engineers and get their paperwork? Yeah. You know who doesn't work for free? Anyone. Right. In, Much
0: less engineers. And
3: 15 year old engineer yeah. papers don't qualify for 2024. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, every time you're doing that, we, we have a, we have an engineering firm that we use for 99% of our stuff, Kimley Horn, Mm-hmm. And we just passed another resolution the other day that, you know, we're about to spend another $150,000 with them for them to do research on another project for us. So y'all do do a lot of research and a lot of legwork before y'all go asking for money. Yes, it it is amazing. Mm. And it's so that when you do borrow the money, you don't come back and go, Oh wow, that wasn't enough. It wasn't even the right money. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's where we, we have an in-house engineer, and then we, we rely on them. We rely on them to ask the right questions with the, the firm. And in one of the bonds we, we had passed, there was almost a million dollars in it for engineering work. Jeez. Because the new water plant, for them to just kind of look at what a new water plant would cost and what it would take, and a newer sewer plant and what it yeah. would cost and what it would take and what you would need – We spent almost a million dollars just to get the projection of what we need. There you go, kids. When
1: you graduate school, go to college to become an engineer. If you're going to go to college, Mm -hmm. make
3: sure you go to college for a reason. (laughs) I always told my son that. If you're going to go to college, that degree needs to be like, degree required, mechanical engineer. Mm -hmm. Bingo. (laughs) bingo.
1: General studies from... That's a really good point, though. Like you don't want to, you don't want people voting for you, no, thinking you're mismanaging money just on a whim. It, it, well, it, you lose credibility. Yeah. Well, and it's been hard, especially with COVID, over the last couple of years.
4: Yeah,
1: because uh, it was
3: right at the edge of COVID when we approved the money for the police department, and the city of Weatherford had just finished a police department or getting close to it. That's going to be about thirty percent larger than ours, and it's going to be less than what we were borrowing. Right. We thought it was plenty of money. Well, once the engineers come in and the architectures and the new cost of steel, and then they're like, well, the building won't fit right here. You're going to have to put it here because of drainage or because of the rock. And then you're going to have to do this. And you look up and then when you move it, you're like, you need a road in front of it now. (laughs) And you know how much a road is? Not cheap. Billion (laughs) dollars. Oh, shit everything is a million dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single thing you do, that's a million dollars. And,
0: Golly.
3: And, and part of the problem yeah. is when you do work for a city, a state, and you give a bid, it is a guaranteed bid. Yeah. So they automatically are always going to put in this cushion because they have to. Right. Because if it's a $12 million project and things go up 50%, they have to build it or they go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it goes onto their bond and then they can never bond. So they're going to build that
0: in. Right. So it right.
3: gets built in, in a way. So that's why lots of times government buildings are more expensive because they are guaranteed. Uh, the city of Weatherford's police department came within $13 a budget. That's incredible.
1: Isn't it? It's incredible.
3: Now their guy was able to get it built with that because he was very, he was very foreseen. Mm-hmm. You know, he saw yeah. things and it was like, we need to buy all this stuff now, even though it's a year before we're going to use it, as his suppliers are going, if you need it, buy it now because it's about to double, triple, quadruple in price. And it did. Right. And it did. And we're using the same uh, builder that they used, mm. and they built a beautiful building over there. I haven't seen it yet. It, uh, it's worth going over there, taking a look at. Okay. It's a class from the uh, sheriff's station. Okay. And they actually don't have any holding cells either.
2: Oh, my damn <laughs> <laughs>
3: Send them all to county. Uh police department runs about six hundred dollars a square foot. Ah,
0: okay. Six hundred bucks a square foot. We paid a hundred bucks, hundred and twenty five maybe for our house. Yeah,
1: residential building costs are right around, I think, one hundred fifty to one sixty now, yeah. something
0: like that. Uh maybe.
1: where? am I cheap? Am I on the cheap <laughs> end? Yeah, you're you're, you're okay. more like 2 to 220. Okay. So I'm still Holy shit. a third of what it costs for a crazy, government. If you go
3: look at a 2000 square foot home right now, you're 400 grand. Mm-hmm. And you need to supply your own land, your own mm-hmm. water, and your own power. That's a good point. And that's a, and, and I'm not going to say it's a
0: But a lot of a people are still home. moving
1: to
3: Decatur. Uh, mm. if, you, if you look at uh, December's numbers, they were higher than the previous year's numbers wow. on, on home sold.
1: December 2023. It's higher than December 2022 with seven and a half percent interest, interest rates. rates. That's insane. So, okay, then we got to talk about population growth, housing needs, water yeah. needs. Everybody that's been on this damn show that's been an elected official has really emphasized water and how important it's going to be.
3: Water is going to be the new oil of Texas, mm, it is going to be hardcore. the most important thing. Uh, currently, uh, the city of Decatur gets their water from Lake Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lake Bridgeport is run by the Tarrant County Water District. Mm-hmm. We get so many acres of water a year in a day. And right now we use about half of what we're allotted. Okay. And a couple of years back, we asked for more. And they're like, well, why do you need more if you're not even using what you what you have? And it's like, well, because what's coming?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so at that point, they're like, come back to us when, you you know,
0: When you're at like 75.
3: Yeah, when you're at 75%. But the problem is the lake is pretty much divided up already. There's not a lot of water left to give away.
0: So Uh, if you get more, you're taken away from somebody else.
3: Exactly. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you got to think Tarrant County Water District. The water goes from here to Eagle Mountain Lake. Yeah. So it's taking care of Tarrant County. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. City of Fort Worth,
0: which is also growing.
3: Yes, which is also growing. You know, you look at Rome. Rome's trying to figure out where they're going to get water from.
1: Yeah. So, what do you do as city council to solve that? Do you pump and store it, or there, do you, you well, drill you, wells, or you, you build a new reservoir? The problem about drilling wells is now you're what
3: they call mixing or blending water.
1: Okay. okay. So the
3: water you're pulling from the lake, and then you're making it. And you're because water that's coming out of a well is typically not a lot done to it before it goes down the. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's things to do. Kind of like in the past, all the water that we clean, we just sent down the, sent down the, the creek. Mm. Yeah. Just put it back in the creek, sent it down. Now we're, we're working on a project to store that water. So as you have all this new construction in the area, they all need water mm-hmm. to put on the ground.
0: Right. So instead
3: of selling them...
0: It's not, not potable. It's
3: not potable. So instead of right. selling, selling them drinkable water, we're going to sell them... The cleaned water. Shit water. No, mm-hmm. well, cleaned water. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you held up the water that came out of our our sanitation department and the water that came out of Lake Bridgeport, yeah, 99% of the time, you're going to pick our water we clean. Because <laughs> that Lake Bridgeport water is not pretty. And so th- that's one of the things. Um, one of the problems, though, is even if they would give us the other 20 30 40% of water we want, we got to figure out how to get it over here. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have a 12-inch mm-hmm. water line from Bridgeport to Decatur. Not enough? That will not carry enough water. Wow. It, it won't. I think it, wow. I think it will carry like 3 million gallons of water a day.
0: And that's not a million-dollar project?
3: No, that is not a million-dollar project. Um, <laughs> the water board right now is looking at putting together, and, that's, and they're not a city. They're a city-appointed board. They're not city council-driven. They're not. Yeah. But they're, they're a lot of the older leaders of our community. And okay. kind of going back to the old boards that were put together, that you want to say it's old Decatur, it, it was old money, it was old whatever. This is one of those things they did that was incredible. They put together a water board They that would could collect a tax to bring water from Lake Bridgeport to build a pump station over there to bring it to Decatur. Wow. So we have water. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh because um, you got to look at Bridgeport, and I think Runaway Bay are the only two people that pull water out of that. Everybody else pulls it out of – that's out of a well or – Doesn't Walnut Creek get an allotment from Lake Bridgeport? But It's it's a different – it's kind of different. It's not the same water. Okay. Because we're pulling from the bottom of the dam. Okay. And um, you, you look back in, in the leaders at the time that came up with this, it, it was really – it was more than you would have ever thought they would do mm-hmm. yeah and, and and it's kind of that you don't know what you don't know till you know it right and and a lot of these guys did a lot of things that you would have never thought of and like i said it's it's the water board so if it's anything it's the hospital board it's oh, and it's going to be big money
0: so so if anything you you it sounds to me like you've learned to appreciate your predecessors 100%
3: mm-hmm. every wow. day yeah. That um kind of came in with a an attitude of everything needs to change and y'all have done everything wrong for all these yeah. years and yeah. thank God Eddie Allen's here to fix it all. <laughs> and uh then you sit back and you lead and you and you listen and and you see what's come before you and and the struggles they had and how they had to fix them and, and you realize that there was some incredible thought into yeah. what they did. And and it's made there's parts that have made our life a little more difficult. Sure. You know, when when you have a police department that is a health hazard, when you have yeah. all the vehicles that aren't running.
0: Yeah, a tower without like... Without a tank
3: on yeah. it, you know. <laughs> but they figured out a way to get those things. And, yeah. and there's some things that were done that were just... You, you would have never thought... And they honestly didn't go out and look for praise for it. Yeah. Uh And a lot of the guys that have been on the waterboard have been on it forever. And, Which
0: and, is probably a big reason why you didn't think to, you know, like you said it chance. It's like, it's kind of a, like if you're not thinking about it, things were working well. Yeah. Out of sight,
1: out of mind. Like it's, yeah, yeah. that's a good thing. You turn
0: the faucet and the water comes on.
1: Yeah. Except maybe these next four days.
3: (laughs) Now, yeah. Now, you know, I've lived in Decatur for 30 years. And when I moved here 30 years ago, the biggest problem Decatur was there was no affordable housing. Hmm. You know what the biggest problem in Decatur 30 years later is? No affordable housing. There's no yeah. affordable so housing. That,
1: that was what I was wanting to ask and let's elaborate on that like current housing projects and growth that's going on inside city limits. Well,
3: 30 years ago, you know, you had the apartments over by the high school, you had mm-hmm. the government housing. Probably 10, 15 years ago they built the apartments across from the the old high school, mm-hmm. and then it kind of just died.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um The Rose Avenue apartments over on three eighty by the water tower. They're about 50% done now.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, I guess they're affordable. (laughs) That's that's, that's kind of the state of America is like, you don't, I'm, I'm well, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn for somebody that's, you know, looking to buy their first family or what is affordable housing for somebody that's young Mm twenties out of high school, out of college.
0: It's in flux. It's
1: not, it's not the single family house anymore. It's like, you're probably thinking about a condo or an apartment or something. one like hundred percent. And uh
3: I think they're gonna those homes over there or the apartments over there start around twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a month and then they have fees for amenities because they have their own internet and parking and whatever. It doesn't sound
0: like too much to me. It, but
3: you're gonna have a one bedroom, one bath, about seven hundred yeah. square feet, and it's gonna be about twelve or thirteen hundred dollars a month. And But we need young people. You have to have a place for them to to live. Right. And then right behind Walmart. It is not Section 8 housing. <laughs> I've been asked that no less than 20 times, and I stay off of neighborhood and Wise County, yeah. rant and rave. I, oh, anything yeah. oh that's man, negative, you're just best
0: to stay off of that. Those are just
3: cesspools. Baby. Anything that's negative, I do my best to stay off of because I can't comment the way I want to comment. <laughs> so, But the homes going in behind, I believe that's called Vista Park, uh, there's going to be about 320 single-family homes. Uh, the the water and everybody's like oh, they're not doing anything. Well, actually, they've been putting in sewer for a long yeah. time. And there's been a lot, monumental amount of dirt that's moved, been moved and uh, they're about to start all your uh, streets. Mm-hmm. That that's all gotten approved, and so they're about to start that curbs, gutters, sidewalks, all that good fun stuff. Yeah, and within probably the next four or five months, you're going to see the first house start going up over there.
0: And um, you're looking at what two and gonna, a quarter. 300,000. <laughs> They're going to be a nice
3: opening uh, entry level of home at three and a quarter to 350. Okay. Wow. And uh, I was talking wow. to. Wow. Yes. Well, you got to think you're at $200 a square foot.
4: Yeah. Wow. That's and, crazy. And
3: uh, the opening size that is, uh, I think you're 1,750, 1,800 square feet.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And uh, talking to a developer the other day, he said the only way we're gonna, we can make housing cheaper, smaller lots, Smaller footprint. Yeah. You know, when I'm a little older than everybody else in this room, when I was growing up, the 1,600-square-foot house was an average house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 2,500 th- was a big that, house. That was a McMansion. Some, That's true. Yeah, though. somebody had a 3,500-square-foot house. You're like, dude, are they, they're they a doctor.
0: Sure. Yeah. 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 Our first house was 800-square-foot. <laughs>
3: yeah. My first house was 900-square-foot. My wife and I yep. bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we paid... $8,000 for it
4: Wow! Yes. <laughs>
3: uh, on Walnut street. You know where the, uh, the truck is on the vacant lot that's landscaped and everything. Yeah. Yeah. My, our first house was there. I'll be down. And, uh, it was 900 square feet. We paid like $8,000 for it. It was for back taxes and we paid the back taxes off of it. It was tied up in a divorce and, uh, the yeah. judge was like, get it sold. Cause I can't divorce y'all until the taxes are paid. And, uh, we borrowed about another ten thousand dollars, put new windows in it, and a roof on
1: it, and we lived there for about six years. And we sold it for fifty grand.
0: Mm. Wow, that's crazy!
1: And now, now it'd be a a nine hundred square foot house. That's probably a two hundred thousand dollar house right now. Uh,
3: if you on the square? Yes, it
1: is. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it is. And uh,
0: so, do you think it's harder for young people right now than it was for us?
3: I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I look back and. I'm not a big change person. I've been in my house for 22 years. Yeah. Uh, We change a lot on the house all the time, but you know, I paid $140,000 for my house 22 years ago. Right. Um, If I was to sell my house today, 475 yeah that's great but then it, where the hell do you well and here's the other thing i wouldn't get 475 yeah. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. like are you kidding <laughs> but where do you get because my wife has talked about that it's like where do we go yeah i said you know you replace this house it's five and a quarter there's no backyard there's no this there's yeah. no pool yeah you know you need to landscape it and before you know it you're at seven and a quarter yeah so the three hundred thousand dollars in equity you have is just
1: gone well we had a good episode with matt and sean that talked about you know ways for young people to really, uh, be able to get in and afford a starter home and a mortgage, but you got to be creative. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's not easy for sure. It's not just, you're not going to get, probably not going to get that off a. I um, I mean, an $18 an hour wage is great, but that's really not going to get you in. So as on a developer and builder side, what did you just say? Like the only way to get affordable family housing is small lots, small footprint. So you're as a developer and a builder, you're probably thinking, why am I going to build a you know a single story house? Why not just apartments? Why not condos? You know that's if yeah. we're wanting to get people into affordable housing, and I'm the guy to do it, I'm the guy building that shit. I'm not going to build one house at a time. It's going to be uh, I've got to make Multi, money too. Yeah.
0: Multi-family.
1: Well, the problem is yeah. that 1,600 square foot
3: home doesn't pay to build it. No, it doesn't. There's no. not right. enough profit in it. So, so they're all 1,800, 2,000 square feet, and then mm-hmm. we so and then you're
0: pricing yourself into a whole different clientele. Well,
3: and I'd say that's a very average home today. Yeah. And uh, so we we have 300 plus homes going in there at the edge of town on 380 going towards Denton where the Shell Station is. The developer there voluntarily annexed 100 plus acres in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a big developer. They've been around a while. They, I think we're looking right around 400 homes there mm. with commercial there on the highway. Where will this be? You know where the Shell Station is as you're coming into Decatur on 380? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. and you go
1: left to the uh yeah. yard. With and the Demon yeah. Chicken that used to be out there. Yes, exactly.
0: Demon and, Chicken, I
1: don't know. You never that. noticed that? That was the chicken no.
3: place that was out. That, that restaurant out there has been like Everything in the world, and definitely not what you want. I don't know. It was a
1: chicken. No, it wasn't chicken. It was like churches or something. They had a chicken statue, but if you drove by it at night, it had glowing orange eyes. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's there anymore, is it? No, it's. Okay. I don't know what's out there. I don't
3: go to that shell station. East Side of Decatur, though. <laughs> then four up to four hundred. So there's going to be up to four hundred homes there, plus the chances of a multifamily mm-hmm. and commercial, uh, where South Martin Branch is. Yep, mm. that's the, my turf. The property right on the past, uh, mm. the last stage of South Barton Branch was sold mm-hmm. to the developer that's doing the work behind Walmart, mm-hmm. and then he has I think another hundred acres past that okay. that's been brought
1: into the city. I've seen some concepts of this, and it's supposed to include like fishing and walking trails. I don't know how true that is, but if like you, you want to extend my my green belt, I'm all for it. <laughs> Everything
3: yeah. new, and and that's one of the things.
1: Now this is where the city
3: council kind of directs the city manager, and the planners of what we're looking for long-term. Mm-hmm. And you talk about walking trails and green belts. Mm-hmm. Every new development has to have a certain amount of green space. They Every new home that a developer is bringing in, above 50 homes, of so ABC builder is going to go over and build one house. We're not going to hit him with a parks fee and a this fee. But when yeah. the guy goes in and it's like, we're bringing in 400 new homes, they're going to pay... Some fees, some impact fees. Gotcha. To help with water, to help with sewer, to help with our streets, mm-hmm. to help with parks. Our parks are struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're better than ever and they're struggling more than ever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just to ask Heath more kids are playing soccer and baseball every year. Yeah. But they're all going to have walking trails. They're all going to have internal parks
1: mm-hmm. and sidewalks and sidewalks. Everything will have a sidewalk. So we're in South Martin Branches, which is probably in, in the, you know, Terms of speaking, new, Mm -hmm. one of the newer completed subdivisions in town. Yeah. And it's got connecting sidewalks and it's got underground utilities and power. It is such a clean neighborhood and it's so easy to walk. It's just, it's, I would agree with with that. It's done well.
0: It's safe. You know, barring those Teslas that are like driving around there. (laughs) Yeah. So what does
3: it's South Martin Branch, but I told, I was told SBM stand for something different. No, (laughs) our our SMB stood for something different. (laughs) I'm not
1: privy to any of that.
0: I mean, SM, Uh but... South Martin... (laughs) <laughs> complaining oh south martin
1: bitches yes. Bitching, yeah. yeah i am on the
3: because i think y'all have your own little facebook page
1: oh we do uh, i, I got, would believe it i got nominated like you know, twice it's california
0: to be, of decatur they got is.
1: nominated twice to be on the uh, hoa board i'm like stop putting my name up there i'm going to decline it anyway <laughs> but it is it is a bitch fest my dog was uh reese over here you can see he's a total killer. Yeah, was, obviously. We were we were a subject of a, a neighborhood Karen because, you know, Reese was having fun on the green belt and, uh, you know, came within 10 feet of her at full speed, which, according to her, was 30 miles an hour plus. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Her death was imminent because my dog ran by her. Oh, yeah. Dogs are bad. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Well, Just, I, you know, I have three or four
3: dogs at my house. Well, I have one dog, but there's multiple dogs at my house all the time. Mm. But uh no, everything new is going to help support what has been here. Okay. And that's one of the big things is, as the developers come in, they're making money off this. Yeah. The people that have been here all their lives don't need to be the ones, once they're gone, paying for the infrastructures that have to be improved because we have 2,000 new residents. Mm-hmm.
0: So you that's know, a principle.
3: It is. It, yeah. And, uh, kind of going back to what you were asking earlier do we have to get involved with engineering firms we actually have to pay an engineering firm to put together the fees and the feasibility ah. of what 400 new homes is going to do to our streets what 400 new homes is going to do mm. to the sewer what 400 new homes does to the water plant
2: mm-hmm. and yeah.
3: nothing is free so every time you look at something you're like oh my god that's so awesome What's it do to us long-term? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I kind of look back, and the, the old city manager you know, made a comment one time. He said, you know, a thousand new homes is awesome, but you know what would be better? Three new big businesses. Yeah. Because they, don't, it, they just create taxes.
0: Hence the industrial park.
3: Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when I say we have some superstars in our city, Nate is one of them. And Kevin mm-hmm. uh, Holzbog is another
4: one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, EDC that, director of the EDC, director yep. of the EDC, and uh, I, oh, I was I've also been, a fellow resident of SMB. Yes, he is. <laughs> and uh, you know, I,
3: I'm I've been blessed that I get to be on the uh, the board with him. Uh, Will actually stepped down and let me take his spot because yeah. he's got I me mean, with the new uh, the second liquor store. And oh, he's busy. Uh, the, the man's got he's going twenty four seven. Yeah, and. uh the the amount of things that he's bringing to us every day is just phenomenal. Uh, the The old industrial park is probably, and if you drive out there, it doesn't look like it's 80% full, but it's right. 80% full. Is it really? It really, really is. It's okay. almost 100% done. GT Products will be starting their building out there in the next six months. Wow. Uh, Cardinal uh, Powder Coat is about to start their second building. Mm. Uh, Aqualine's pretty much done i lose I always forget the the aerospace place across the street.
0: Yeah. It it doesn't feel like you would think an industrial park should fill.
3: And it's because Kevin is very picky okay. about what comes in there. Mm-hmm. Uh the very first thing that came in was industrial diesel. Yep. They're a company that came out of the uh, Alliance corridor. If you've ever been over to if your wife is drug drug you into a home store, it's yep. right across the street from that. And it had hmm. been over there when
1: nothing was there. So what relationship in regards to inviting big businesses in does the EDC and the city council have? Do these big businesses, the EDC invites them in and city council approves them being here? How does, how does that relationship it's a, it's work? It's an odd relationship. Okay. Kevin does not work for the city of Decatur. Right.
3: Kevin gets yeah. city of Decatur benefits, but Kevin works for the Decatur Economic Development Corporation. hmm and they are a standalone corporation that is funded by a third of our sales tax. Okay. By okay. half-cent sales tax. And gotcha. this kind of goes back to those forefathers wow. that made this decision to give up a third of their sales tax to this.
0: Yeah. And he gets to a, a standalone corporation. A standalone corporation. But their sole yeah.
1: mission is to drive in big business that to Decatur. Can, contributes even so more. So it's like a, a, board.
0: a marketing board. It yeah. exactly.
1: and Right. And one,
3: they so when bonded they, out for the first EDC for the um, the industrial park. Kind of going back to yeah. things you didn't know about if you didn't know about it. They bonded a million dollars to buy the industrial park, and then they put in
0: yeah all the infrastructure. I do remember this? They put yeah. in the
3: streets, and they put in the water, and they put in the sewer, so that when they bring businesses out. They don't bring them out to a pasture and go, your business will be right here once you no, put it's like, a street.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. you go, there's your water. Your waterfall. business could be right here, and the support already exists.
3: And it's already there, and there's not a lot of places out there for yeah. towns our size that have 7,000 people. Mm-hmm. And the way you entice them is that company comes in, Aqualine, Cardinal, whoever it is, you come in and you tell them, here's 10 acres. Mm -hmm. It is yours. Half a million dollars worth of property. But you have to build within this amount of time. Your building has to be this large. You have to have this many employees, and they have to make this much money. Hmm. And if they don't do that, we have what's called clawbacks, and they actually owe us money back for the property. Wow.
1: Interesting. uh,
0: Yeah, that's interesting. It makes me want to also have Kevin on.
1: It, yeah, it really does. So, so as Okay, City you're Council, getting a call out, Kevin. Yes. And, All right, Holzbog, show up and represent SMB and the EDC. And then <laughs> you, Okay,
3: and then as you drive in the town, I'm sure everybody has seen the big sign that says Landmark Industrial Park. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, do you know what Landmark builds? No. No clue. Big ass buildings. I don't Water towers. Oh.
2: <laughs>
3: they built our water tower and when they bid it, they were a million dollars cheaper than the next Competitor because ah. they didn't have to bring people in from all over the country, yeah, the didn't have to transport stuff. Yeah. They could build it and drive it right up the road. Hell yeah. But the EDC board bought the other 380 acres they have had out there dormant for probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. So our EDC board has almost 400 acres available for development. And that is unheard of. It's a big swath. Wow. On highway 287 on a railroad on all of these different things. And it is, it's going to be an opportunity for our community. Mm -hmm. And we are very picky about what we want to be there. We don't want something that's going to be dirty. We don't want something. We can't have anything that uses a lot of water. The city
1: council has a final say. They do.
3: It goes through the EDC board first. And and the big positive is the EDC board has two uh, residents in the You have the same requirements. You have to live in the city limits. just like to be on the city council. You have to live in the city limits. Mm -hmm. All the other boards are live in the city limits, have a business or own property. And uh, so the easy sewer board has three members from city council. Okay. And then two private citizens. And so by the time it gets to council, it makes it easy because there's almost a 50% buy-in before it ever gets there.
4: Mm. Yeah.
3: And the council really doesn't go in our budget anywhere. Mm it's all back to the EDC. Um, this last year when we went to Austin with Kevin and JD, one of the big things was they were getting rid of some of the tax abatements that cities were able to do. Mm-hmm. And they actually passed a new, it's called house bill
4: five. Yeah.
3: And um, you know, and, and it's one of those that Kevin will kind, can kind of really open your mind on how that works because everybody looks at it and they go, this big corporation's coming in and, they're only paying $10,000 a year in taxes. Well, they're going to only pay $10,000 a year in taxes for probably the next 15 years. <clears throat> but we used to get $2 off that property.
0: Yeah, valid,
3: and, right? And, 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 and the $10,000 is a very small picture. They yeah. created 120 jobs at the average job of $68,000 a year. How much, what are they buying in the city every day? How many homes are they buying? Mm-hmm. They're at Walmart every day. They're at, right. Orchlands or whatever, Bumgarter, or what do they call them? Bumgarters now? now? I don't yeah. even know. I don't, I'm going to have to go in one day and go tell me how to pronounce it. And, and so Kevin will kind of, he opens that eyes and there's this formula that will show you what every job that is created in the city, mm-hmm. yeah, what it creates in sales tax. Mm. So just that property tax alone, that that's a very small picture of it. Right. And so th- there are times that we will give tax abatements and to bring in, a $10 million project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're also bringing in a hundred jobs at $85,000 a year in Decatur.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not a common job. You're keeping people yeah. inside of the, keeping jobs, people, everything. Inside yes, the city and and, and that kind of flips back to the other side of you got to have apartments.
3: You got to have homes. You, wanna, you want right. those people to live there. You know, because yeah. he, he entertains people every day and they come in and it's like, well, what's the average price of a home in Decatur? 425,000 425,000 <laughs> $425, yeah it's like my jobs are gonna pay 62,000 a year yeah, yeah
0: you got to round it out
3: yeah you're like i can't live in decatur at 62,000 right mm-hmm.
0: even if you know the average yeah my employees are going to be commuting right
3: and and that and at that point does that work Yeah, you know we had yeah. a uh a manufacturing plant that wanted to come to decatur and he's like what's it pay 15 dollars an hour and he's like we don't have that we don't have that workforce <laughs> yeah He's like, what do you mean? It's like, we don't have that workforce. We mm-hmm. cannot give you 200 workers at $15 an hour. Yeah. They are not in Wise County. Right. And they ended up in Wichita Falls.
0: Mm. Huh. Because it's there. Yep. Wichita yep. Falls,
3: you have all the small yep. communities. They'll drive over there. They're good with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not
0: when you can sign on as a weed eater. For, 18 bucks $18 an, $18, hour, an hour yeah. with yeah. great
3: benefits and working for Heath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Smiley himself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mr. Positive. Oh
3: man. Hey, you know, I, I've been called horrible things. I've, you know, they're like, they're like, you only smile when you're happy, don't you? And it's like, you're right. I only smile when I'm happy. <laughs> and I'm only happy a very little period of time.
1: But, um, I'm going to talk full circle. Like you're a city council. You're weeding out and you're inviting in like, the desirable, what what does that look like? You're weeding out the ones you don't want. I mean, how often? How often is that really a factor? How many- we don't see it. Okay, we we very yeah. seldom will see
3: that. Kevin will get those projects and be like, "This isn't for us. This yeah. is too much water."
1: Um, gotcha. So he's already your firewall before. Well,
3: something- it's, well, he he brought us some projects the other day, and he goes, "I kind of know what y'all probably think, but here's a couple of projects. Mm. One of them was like vape pen manufacturing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one of them was uh, like makeup testing.
0: And yeah. I was like, oh no. I so saying, you're thinking like, and I'm poor, like, poor and I go dogs. like, I go like po- on animals
3: and he goes, yes, on animals. Oh, and I wow. said, well, I will just go ahead and tell you right now. My wife will be in front of that building every day protesting. <laughs> if they are testing anything on an animal, she will be like, we're going to test it on you first. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're kind of like, no, no. He goes, I already know what I think y'all know. And I just want to make sure, because I don't want to kick, kick it down the road. And y'all yeah. go, no, that'd be great for us.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, A little, you know, vape pens
3: yes and i'm like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) no i'm all good on that but i mean if you look out there everything is really clean Mm
4: -hmm. yeah
3: there's not a lot of waste there's not a lot that's coming off
0: anything um because businesses are working on efficiency yes you know it's like they're they're trying to be efficient i think cardinal came all the
1: way out here from las vegas Cardinal was uh Los Angeles. Is, Cardinal came from
3: Los Angeles. They have a spot in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Their CEO is actually
1: here now mm-hmm. and he lives in John Mitchinson? Yes. I got to do the, the hydro seating for them. I hope all the vegetation took and it worked out, but it, it's good enough. That guy it, that guy was all about what he does for he he is very passionate about cardinal paint well you you know his yeah. dad works there too no i did not yes
3: his dad has been there for many many years okay and i've met john multiple times and the first time we, we were sitting down and he had had some complaints about some things and i said i'll come out let's sit down and we'll figure yeah. out what the complaint is mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day he goes well a lot of it's my fault mm-hmm. you know it's our fault that we did this without asking and and we all sat down and it's like, all right, so we, we won't do things without asking, you know, and, and, and the city had messed up on a few things and everybody kind of shook hands and it was all good again. Yeah. But we were, we were doing something one day and I said, how long have you been here? And he goes, oh, I've been in Texas for like three years. And I'm like, no, <laughs> how long have you been in the States? Cause he has a very thick British accent. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. 37 years.
1: (laughs) I'm like, you're not letting that accent go, are you? And, uh, but I think he lives in the colony or something like that. Maybe I I never asked him where he lived, but I I can't remember. I know he was very passionate about being here and having his business here. And if you've ever been inside of that business, it's, it's incredible how clean it is and efficient.
3: How many people do you think work there now?
1: I don't know. I know he was in a, um, he was talking about how many people he was going to hire and their expansions they were going to do. So how many people are there? They have
3: 122 employees, That's I think, right now. And, wow. and their their projection was like 40 yeah. by this point. Wow. And they're they're about to add on to it. And, and I think the long-term goal is to bring everything from Vegas here also. Okay. And uh, th- they love the community. They have given back on their grand opening. They gave away probably $150,000 to local charities Good they were handed out fifteen thousand dollar checks like they were freaking skittles. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, it was awesome. And and that's kind of those are the people we need here. Yeah, we we need those people that want to give back to the community that want their employees, and their employees make good money,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, you know they're making powder coat. Yep. Yeah, and uh, th- th- a lot of it goes on surgical instruments. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to sell. No, they, they won't do it anymore. But they sold the powder coat to the Honda lawnmower for their steel deck mowers. Oh, <laughs> and uh, they just and it's all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, and uh, it, it, they're they're great
0: people. But for the same reason <laughs> that <clears throat> that a painting a water tower costs a million dollars, it's like things need powder coat.
3: Yes, one hundred percent. And yeah. things need powder coat and. And I always struggle with the the aerospace place up there. They actually test airplane parts. Mm-hmm. And so if you're producing 100 of these, so many of them have to go in there to be put through a test. Wow. And that's what they do there. Yeah. And they came from, like, the Fort Worth area. GT Products is coming from the Fort Worth area. Aqualine came from California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They brought about half their employees. They they were like, we're going to we're going to Dallas. They're going to Texas, and they showed up. I think mid July and it's 114 degrees <laughs> when they had their brown <laughs> grapes. Why did
1: you bring us here?
3: would know. Oh, and he and his wife are sitting there, and it's like, I said, luckily this only lasts for about 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kevin's like, you will not be part of my next sales pitch. I know.
0: <laughs> and we're sitting here like the coldest day of the year, yeah, and, like thinking about five the hottest outside. day of
3: the year. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I woke up this morning. It was. Ten and I think negative five was the windshield
1: yeah, I, I can. Right? I'm. I'm. Okay, I can do this when it's 115 and 125 oh with the it's, heat index. I, it, I'm mad like this. I'm not mad about this. This is just you know kind of an an annoyance because you got to winterize things. But I'm not. I'm not exhausted and sweating with swamp ass and just pissed off. See, I'm just yeah. the opposite. Give me 110, you, you want and I'll that? go. I'll, I will get a 12 pack of beer
4: and I will go sit in my
3: pool and. Chris it, always Chris goes, what do you do in your pool? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's sit. like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I, we get in these floaters. We buy them at Walmart. They're $10. They come in like four different colors. They have two cup
2: holders.
3: <laughs> I said, my foot goes in my wife's right cup holder. Her <laughs> foot goes in my right cup holder. We have. I said, if it's ranger season, we listen to ranger games. If it's not, we listen to music or have some bad TV on. We have a cooler over there. And he's like, oh, what are you man. doing? I was like, we float. Yeah. For how long? I said, Hours. Hours. As
2: long as it
1: takes.
3: (laughs) I said, Sunday, I get up, I mow my yard. By 11 o'clock, we're in the pool. About 1, we get out, and I grill something. We get back in the pool, and about 6 o'clock, we get out. He's like, that's what you do every Sunday? I was like.
4: It's glorious. Yes.
3: And I said, I love every minute of it. Yeah. And, And I said, you have four small kids. You can't get in your pool without them going. I want to play. <laughs> You're right. We, we get in our pool and we just chill for hours. <laughs> that is awesome. And we do it every night. And he goes, "I don't know anybody that uses their pool more than y'all do." Now I hate my pool right now.
0: Oh, I
3: know, right? Because <laughs> that meter. Did you is drain that fucker? No, it is oh, spinning away. I drained that, mine, and it is just running twenty-four-seven, yeah. and every. And I, I have no trees in my backyard, but I have a hundred-foot pecan tree in the neighbor's yard. And every leaf ends up in my pool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every, it doesn't matter which way the wind blows, they
0: end up in my pool. You drained your pool? No, I drained the equipment. Uh, did you, Coco? Okay. No. You didn't? No. no. Oh, okay. I, I, did. I don't trust it. I'm sorry. You know? I guess
1: I'm the only peasant at this table without a swimming pool.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess we're going to find out, right? This I
1: have is a the little four-foot inflatable one that. You Do know. you have a permit for that? Uh, no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm a rebel. Do not have it in the city to cater without a permit. I mean, some
0: kid could drown in that. <laughs>
1: Pop, You know, yeah, some kid could drown in a bathtub if you <laughs> didn't watch them.
3: Yeah. Oh, if you, hey, if you wanted something funny, ask Will about the people. In, the, unpermitted above-ground pools were a big thing this last year. So that uh, is a real thing? Man. Yes, because if it's above a certain height, it has to be permitted. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, above-ground pools – have the same permitting as and, in and in restrictions ground. as in ground, so you can't be running extension cords, and it's got to be so far from your neighbor's oh, yard. It's got to be so far from your porch and your house.
0: And, and every above ground pool is okay. run on an
3: extension. Well, because
0: I don't know how long's the cord on
3: your pump. One foot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and how far do you have to be from your house?
1: Fifteen feet. So. So we okay, do it. Let you me have clarify to have power. When I say four foot, I don't mean four foot depth. I mean four foot in diameter. It's a okay. little inflatable. We're still coming for you. Send, yeah, you need to send code enforcement.
3: Send in <laughs> yes. the agents. Yeah. Send them in. I'll it's, be waiting. It's funny. We did change this last year. We changed the permitting fee for an above ground pool to a hundred dollars and the in-ground pools three hundred. Okay, oh, that's a man. little more fun. So fair. it's not so but you still have to get an electrician out there to put power. And that's got to be permitted. Mm. I mean, and and people complain about this, yeah. Until you kind of explain it to them of what it's all about. It's about people not getting electrocuted. It's mm. about having a no climb fence. It's about having a gate that closes yeah. so that you don't have small children falling in your pool. Yeah. Because nobody wants to come
1: home to a four year old floating in their pool. That's a great place to really wrap this up. Like the least <laughs> sexy part of being on city council and a regulating regulating entity. Permits and code enforcement. So where, where do you stand or where does city council involve themselves with that? Well, people think lots of
3: times mm-hmm. Decatur has the hardest, you know, regulations.
0: Yeah, that's out there. It, right? it, it, and, and I think it's yeah. better
3: than it's ever been.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and, okay.
3: and, it's, and it's that old side of perception is reality. Mm-hmm. And you know, my dad always told me, you hang out with the bad kids, you're a bad kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not a bad kid, you're a bad what kid. What does that say about us since we hang around with Heath? And it's, I mean, valid, right oh, yeah. and so for years, Decatur had this mantra that it was impossible to do work there, and a lot of it was founded.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We've gotten a lot better, we have gotten a lot friendlier we but on the flip side, we have to enforce the current regulations, mm-hmm. and we are using we're in twenty twenty four and we use twenty eighteen building guides to keep up with. Because if you don't do this, your fire—trying to think—fire um, what they're giving you for your score goes down. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then your guess what? Your house insurance goes up. If you think your house insurance goes oh, up shit. on a four hundred thousand dollar home, what do you think it goes up on a ten million dollar building? Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. so we have to stay with those numbers and people forever. Wow you were like, "Well why are y'all doing this and there's other cities that are still begging and I, and I hate to say it that way that they need every business, every house, everything that'll come there. Decatur is at the point where we have the ability to be picky
4: mm-hmm. yeah we
3: we we have the ability to be picky with the housing developments with the businesses that we want to attract and to make sure that everything is done correctly and we have some incredible people that work for the city uh are Building official Wayne is, inc- I mean, just over the top. Um, the developers will tell you it's very simple working with Wayne. You know what yeah. is, you, you know what his pet peeves are. Mm-hmm. You do it. You do it right, and he's consistent with everybody. I
0: think they get to know him, his policies. And then you know what he wants. Yeah. yeah. And that's that simple. And I
1: think uh, that's paramount, and that'll help probably ease some people's minds just by what you're saying on here is, like, the transparency and making it clear to people, like, Sons of bitches charged me a $50 permit Mm -hmm. just to put in a light bulb. That's obviously an over uh, egregious overstatement, but it's like, okay, here's why. (laughs) Yeah. And it's for your safety. And if your city council and the decisions they make directly impact your home insurance too, that's kind of a big deal. And you're helping keeping your house insurance a little lower. It's going to keep your house insurance lower.
3: And there's, there's nothing that's being done as a profit center. Yeah you know, permitting realistically is the city's trying to break even. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah.
3: Because as we have all these meetings with people and we're having to bring people in and engineers and do these projects, there's nobody that's at those upper levels that don't make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a planner, if it's an engineer, if it's a building inspector, they make a lot of money. And when you have half a million dollars worth of payroll in a room going Mm -hmm. over a small project, there's got to be something to offset that, and it's permitting fees, yeah. and and unfortunately, every couple of years they go up. Yeah, and yeah. people complain about it. Uh, we charge a three percent fee now if you use your credit card because the city ate one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars last year just in credit card in fees. credit card fees. <sighs> yeah, you know, imagine that. That's two city employees.
0: Yeah, that's wild. And and so everything's going up, but it's not you. Who's doing it. You're just keeping up with it. We're just trying to keep up.
3: And when everybody complains about their their taxes, I get it. I pay the same taxes everybody else does. I pay county taxes, and I get very little from the county. Yeah. And if you live in the county, you can pick up the phone and go, Kevin, I got a pothole. (laughs) If I got a pothole, I can call (laughs) Kevin. And I'm like, I live in the county. He's like, well, I kind of do, but you really don't. Yeah. You need to call the city. And when everybody, your taxes realistically will not go up more than 3% a year. Mm. Yeah. Because as the tax, as the property value goes up, we by law in the state have to lower the tax rate because we can only make so much extra every year off the existing mm. property. And, and it's us, it's the county, it's the school district. And that's why when you look at your tax rate over the last eight years, yeah, almost every year your tax rate's gone up. Mm. Even though your property value went up, your tax bill didn't go up more than about three, three and a half percent. And I know it's yeah. a lot of money. I pay it too. I was sure. seven I was seven grand last year. Yeah, it's a lot it, of money. And by the way, thank you to Lynn Stuckey and our governor for yeah. providing some reform. relief. They, some, it wasn't much. It's some. Hey, I, I'm going to tell you, my taxes at my house were 5400 this year. and They were almost seven grand last year. Yeah, My mom's property wow. taxes went down $900. That's nice. And uh, she actually had no school taxes this year. Yeah. I mean, she's 75 years old, but between... I mean,
0: re- re- retired folk paying school taxes.
3: <sighs> you know what? Yeah. The retired folks paid for my school taxes, too. Yeah, it's true. I had one kid that went through the school district, and I vote for every school bond. I voted for the indoor practice facility all three times, yeah. and it finally got built, and my kid never got to play in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you want to sell that half-million-dollar home, that million-dollar house, you want to bring people in, you want new businesses...
0: You got to have a...
3: You've got to have good schools. You've got to have good facilities. You've got to, and and we can't have people fighting over nothing. Yeah. We can't have board meetings lasting eight hours. And at the end of it, it's like, what'd y'all accomplish? Mm. Nothing. Everybody was just mad at each other. Yeah. And everybody finally went home and you're like, why do you have an eight hour meeting? There's nothing Uh, that should take eight hours. That's
0: just mind boggling.
3: And I'm blessed with with the people that i'm that I'm on the board, Deborah Jackson, mm-hmm. Darlene Hilton, I mean Jake, yeah. his dad, mm-hmm. uh the mayor has just been phenomenal uh, Melinda Reeves, you know the old principal,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, yep,
1: you know, she was my high school principal yeah,
3: she was your high school principal, mm-hmm. and you've got people from all different backgrounds, you know bankers, teachers h r managers. You know retail like myself, will whatever will is yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know the as he said, it only took him six years to get through Texas Tech and a two point three.
0: So we've not done bad as a city. No, we are we are in
3: the we could not be in a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a, on an average year, we continue to add ten percent sales tax. Yeah, ten to fifteen percent property tax. You know, four years ago our our property tax was a little under 800 million last year is two point or one point, like two, four billion.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, next year, the hospital will come on board. You know, what is that? They're projecting $50 million of taxable property. Yeah, That's, mm.
0: that's, that's pretty
3: big. Well, we're going to see how, you know, yeah, <laughs> Heart hands pays out. <laughs> you know, you, you're now talking about- It's true. A,
0: there are a lot of angry people about that right now. You,
3: you know, yeah. um, my wife had surgery over there the other day, and we walked in, and they're like, that'll be $3,000. And you're like, well, is there a payment plan? Mm-hmm. Yes, you swipe your card. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're kind of like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, some of the clinics have closed down, and they're, yeah, I'm not going to say that everything's not what was promised, but-
0: Well, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. You know, it's a massive takeover. The cancer clinic
3: closing down was kind of close to my heart. Right, mm-hmm. that uh, it, it gave us the ability to
0: the primary care, the Wise, wise Health System primary care offices. Obviously, it's going to be different.
3: Yeah, and and I hope in the long run it's good for us. Right, and it's going to be good for business. It's going to be yeah. good in, in in the hospital is the ace in the hole that Kevin always had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, we have, look at this hospital we have. Yeah. Most towns of 7,000 people don't have that. True. And, um, we, we are in a, we're in a place that we're so lucky. Yeah. You know, we, we have tax dollars coming in. We have property tax coming in. The people that are coming here want to be here. They're excited to be here. Uh, I mean, honestly, they ask for more. I mean, it's kind of mind boggling. It's like, Raise the taxes, we're fine. Mm-hmm. And As much as people in Wise County are like, our taxes are so high. Right. Go live in Keller. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go go live in Argyle. Um,
0: Except those people are moving out here.
3: Well, my, my brother-in-law <laughs> and sister-in-law live in Keller. They've got no kids. They've paid school taxes for yeah. 30 years mm-hmm. and never had any children.
0: Oh, and they're just getting raped.
3: And, oh, their, their rate's like 3.4%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we're too... Like two right now. If you live in the city limits of Decatur, you're at two percent. They're at like three point four. Oh I mean, their their taxes, I think, last yeah. year were fourteen thousand dollars. And they Man, don't have kids. That's wild. And uh yeah. You are just like so. We're in an exciting time. Um we've got great leaders at the city. Uh some of them we've we we as the current council put there. Some of them we were lucky enough to inherit. Yeah. Uh you know, if you've probably ever heard Heath talk, his boss Greg, mm-hmm. yeah, is a superstar. Drives from Arlington every day, and can have a job anywhere in the metroplex.
0: But and he makes that commute. But
3: he makes that commute, and he loves our community. Here, yeah, yeah, that's and, cool. And, and, and we are so lucky. And I, I'm blessed to to work with these guys and to serve with them. And you know, and my wife and people ask me all the time, why do you do it? Yeah, and it comes down to, you know, and I've told y'all that this community supports people in a way that is unreal. Mm-hmm. My wife and I have spent thirty six thousand dollars in the last four months in Houston.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you have uh, to sum things up. You have a son that's been battling cancer since twenty eighteen. Yeah, November second, twenty eighteen. Okay,
3: and uh, we just finished our second um, our second battle. Mm-hmm. And this community, and I, and I can't even tell you, Raquel's mm-hmm. Wings, Fabio, yeah, those guys over there, I can't tell you how many times I've picked up the phone and I'm like, hey, I need to get to Houston now. And an hour later, he calls me back and he's like, when can you be at the airport? I was like, I can be there in 20 minutes. He's like, there's a plane waiting on you. And if they can't get your plane, he's like, I'll fly you down on Southwest. Wow. And Fabio's flown me several times. He's flown my son, my wife. And... um Sorry, guys. Right. It, Good. it cracks
1: me up. You, you've I mean, been it, yeah. so strong through all this. I it, can't even imagine. It. It's, you know, I told a friend of mine, it took about
3: four months this time before I could get through a day without crying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what this community has done for me, I can never, ever give enough back. Mm-hmm. I can't give, an, I could one, never pay them back. And I just feel that it, it's my job to be on the city council to be at parks every time they have a parks board meeting. You know, if you ask Keith, it's, you know, people be like, well, you're on the parks board. No, I'm on the city council. I can't be on a board. It's like, well, why are you at the parks board meeting every time? It's important. Because it's important to me. And I'm kind of the liaison to the council of going, this is what they want to do, and this is the money we need for it. And and I'm the guy over there screaming, we need parks. We need parks. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've been to several library board meetings. You know, we've had some struggles with our library uh sure and and I just do everything that I can to give back mm-hmm. uh the guys at Rotary are incredible guys um you know everybody knows mr cross mm-hmm. mr and mrs cross <laughs> they they are a great couple uh i always as he's as much Mr. Decatur as anybody can be. The guy gives his time just yeah. constantly and yeah. uh I, I cannot tell you the the community and it makes me every day want to do more and and it's and I can't give enough back. Mm. Yeah. And and I love them and I support them and I hope they come out and support me again. Cuz like I said I'm putting my name back in on Tuesday or Wednesday and
1: you know I'm lucky. I think this has been a really inspirational episode. Man,
0: it really has.
1: Uh and that's that's kind of the goal of this whole segment is it's to like- encourage maybe one out of five listeners <laughs> Who have thought I want to run for some sort of political office or um, <laughs> elected office? That here's why. I mean, yeah. from, my takeaway is from the water that comes to your house, the electricity comes to your to the shit that rolls out of your house, yeah. uh, right? To how efficiently first responders get there, to the how efficiently you can get there, and the roads you're on, to the sidewalks that you can walk down with your <laughs> babies, and the safety of your neighborhood, literally everything. The city council and being a part of the city council. Effects, yeah. Uh, so,
0: if anything, so, I would I would describe our experience in doing this segment as being completely. We we've uncovered what's granular, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and 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 it's not about the position, but it's about the people. It's about the people, yeah. And, you're, and it's
1: about the community too, right? Um, and what a great takeaway. Like you don't have to really, if you want to be involved, you don't have to go for the big roles like commissioner. You don't have to go for state rep or county judge. Like you can be involved in a body that's um, that's your, your town. And yeah, you're more than likely going to maybe even run unopposed because sometimes you're lucky. It's not the the rock star of of the political world, but you're that's where you're going to make the biggest damn difference.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, and and you talk about opening spots, we actually have an open spot right down our parks board. Okay. Uh, You just have to live in the city, have a business in the city, or have a piece of property that you own in the city.
1: There you go. So maybe start on a board, get engaged in that, and then think, okay, I've got enough free time. I have some good ideas. I want to network and work with people. Okay, then step it up to city council and to... An actual elected role. But, yeah, Yeah. a board would be a great place to start, and Parks Board has an opening right now. That's
0: right. But if nothing else, go vote. Go vote.
1: Yeah, really, just (laughs) go
4: vote.
3: Go vote, please. We need more people voting because when they don't, Mm. a small group of people get to decide who your next leader is. Yeah. And that's not what we need. Yeah. We we need a true contingency of what everybody wants.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to wrap it up with you know asking people to think about Eddie and his family, too, because they've, they've been through the ringer with uh, with what his son's been battling. So lift him up in your thoughts and prayers. And, and as you testified, those prayers work. He, he would not be
3: here with us today if it wasn't yeah. for prayers. And uh, when the doctors at MD Anderson tell you, your son's not supposed to be alive, Whew. you know there's a reason for it. And um, yeah. the, the people there are angels, nurses, are... Yeah true angels Yeah,
1: part of those prayers are involved in like being in the hands of
3: (laughs) of the right right, people yeah the right doctors the right professionals and and we are we're blessed and and i've said that a million times but i cannot say it enough this community is different than anywhere else i've ever lived Mm -hmm. and and it boggles people's minds that move in of what they do for people here Mm -hmm.
1: and um, thank y'all very much Thank you, Eddie. That's been a really, really great. eye-opening episode.
0: Yes. So Thank you.
1: On that note, good night.
0: Adios. You've been listening to the Whiskey Bros. Around the Table.
2: con los hermanos Whisky.